to the Intel Podcast. This is Ali speaking. Um, man, I have a very, very special guest here, Mr. Lavion West. It's been a minute since I've seen this dude. Um, but, you know, we've kept in contact and, uh, you know, it's a pleasure having him here. Um, we go way back, like 2013-14. Um, we worked at the Nike store. We were grinding out there and, you know, um, and uh, you know now I have um, I have someone that um, I can bring on with a very valuable perspective because as you may not know he's played overseas so he has a you know a very thorough understanding of how the game is played in a multitude of areas and Lavian I'd love for you to introduce yourself and 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 let the audience know who you are smooth thank you for that wonderful introduction I appreciate it I am Lavian West. Um, I did play uh, overseas. I played in Canada, Mongolia, and England. Um, I went to Division II, Southwest Minnesota State University. Shout out to the Mustangs, which I'll be going back there next weekend and playing the alumni game. Um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, I'm 30 now. I don't know if I, I still have what it takes, but I'm definitely going to try. See, I wasn't going to. For a sec, I forgot your age, but I wasn't going to guess 30. No, I just turned 30. I'm, I'm a fresh 30, so I still think I'm 21 at times. Yeah. But don't don't tell my wife that. <laughs> um, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, glad to have you on, man. I'm looking forward to this. So um, I guess we can just kind of start off by, like, what do you make of this summer? Like, what happened this summer? Like, what what are you? What are the couple thing? What are the couple things that you were really excited about, or a couple things that you just weren't, you know, like, oh, that really blew me away, or I just wasn't expecting that, or some things like, oh yeah, why why did why did Team X do Team, you know, why why did Team X do this? Or, um, you know. I I think I was with the the general population about the Kawhi thing. Yeah. Uh, more specific, him picking the Clippers over the Lakers. Um, personally, as a as a ex professional, I didn't and playing right outside of Toronto. Yeah, I, I love Canada. Toronto was it was an awesome place. Yeah. Um, he left a lot of money on the table, and obviously, us in the position that we're in, and we see that money, we're like, what in the world? So, for him to want to go back home and then play in front of his home, like I, I definitely understand that. But the Clippers, <laughs> like, that was the part that blew me because every day, undisputed, sports center, first take, doesn't matter. There is between the Lakers and Toronto. Lakers and Toronto, Clippers have no chance. And mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. I think it was, um, like, that midnight or something where the Clippers get Kawhi. And then we fought – Ten minutes later, it's Paul George. We're like, yeah. oh, wait, when? 10.30 p.m., I won't ever forget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then you you have that. I think for me, that that was the biggest wow. More so the Kawhi thing that he was able to get Paul George and the Thunder and the Clippers, like that deal. Like people don't understand what that deal itself, that was just crazy. That's yeah. a lot of number one picks yeah. invested yeah. in a Paul George who – 
I will see. I don't know. We'll see about it. We'll see about it. Yeah. So you're shaky on the PG fit? I'm not. I'm not shaky on it. I just PG after the injury. Obviously, it, it took him. It took him a while to, to get both. But both shoulders. Yeah. You know? but, and and the leg injury. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So after all of the the injuries, and he's still battling through the injuries. It's just. I mean, we see him play. Saw him play at an MVP level last year, but yeah. I just don't know with his injury history and Kawhi's injury history yeah. and those guys are definitely going to be catered to like Kawhi was in Toronto with the load management yeah that new load management stuff yeah. for sure <laughs> I just I like it's that's the it that's the iffiest part do I question if they can play together no I, I definitely think they can play together because yeah. I don't think that they both really need the basketball as much as people think they need the basketball mm-hmm. they can go with the flow and get theirs in their spots and capitalize in their spots but when it comes to when are these guys going to play and how many games are they going to play and what games are they going to sit out and are we going to have them both sit out at the same time or is it, are we going to go here, you sit out here, I sit out there? Mm. That's that. Those are the type of things that that immediately ran through my mind. Yeah. So I don't know. That's To me, that's going to be the most interesting thing to watch with the new load management. Both these guys' injury histories, we know that they're not going to play 82 games. Yeah. What Kawhi said, all like twenty games last yep. year. Uh, Paul George wasn't healthy in the playoffs, so that's the diciest part. But I mean, the Clippers were tough as <clears throat> is, and then yeah. you add these two guys. So I, I understand the thought process, but it's still a little bit scary. Yeah, I mean, they were a team that you know they got rid of Tobi- Tobias Harris midseason, and you know they kept chugging along. Yeah, I mean they just they're just deep as hell. Um, but I think the biggest thing with the Kawhi and um, uh, PG trade. Um, first off, like, I wasn't blown away, away by the fact that he went to the Clippers. Like, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't, I, I, I felt it, you know, and I thought that might happen just because of how quiet everything um, was. And now the biggest thing for me, and this kind of correlates with the Anthony Davis trade too, it was like trades and free agency acquisitions and signings happen in silence. The real stuff typically happens in silence. And that's why I felt like something was cooking. Um, but first and foremost, I thought he was going to, you know, absolutely sign with the Lakers. I thought the Clippers, I thought once the Clipper, Lakers were out of the race, then it was the Clippers. I thought Toronto was out. Because um, I think with Toronto, I think he saw, like, that timeline, you know, Kyle Lowry's getting older, you know, he's getting hurt. Um, and, you know. But, okay, so – Speaking of speaking of the Raptors, there was that the rumor of the trade of Pascal, yes. Kyle Lowry, yes. and oh no, Pascal. It was Pascal Van Fleet and some picks for Westbrook and PG to join Kawhi yeah. with the Raptors. Do you think that had anything to do with him not staying with the Raptors? Them not pulling the trigger on that because that's tough. That is really that is <laughs> tough because that's yeah. tough. I don't think that offer came to the table. Okay. I don't think that was a real offer. I think that might have been a phone call that that sounded really good. Sounded exactly <laughs> sounded really good. Masai got on the phone. He was like, "All right, we got to make Kawhi stay, right? So let's do what we can. Let's just let's make some phone calls." I think they were just really doing their due diligence okay. first and foremost. I don't think that was a real trade that was going to happen. That's insane. Yeah, that would be insane. thinking about that. That's yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. one of the craziest rumors. Yeah, 
or speculations yeah. that like I saw all summer long after everything unfolded. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, if you're the Raptors, I probably would have pulled the trigger on that. Yeah. I think uh, when Kawhi signed, I was like, okay, cool. He's going to the Clippers. Ten minutes later, that was when I, I've never reacted to news the way that I did. I was like sitting out on my couch, 1030, got the, got the notification. Because if you don't have Woj, if you don't have Shams on notification, then I, I'm sorry. Like, that's crazy. But like, PG, you know, is in a Clipper uniform. And then, you know, the thoughts that um, uh, Labion talked about, you know, his injury history and stuff like that. He had two surgeries on his labrums that's tough i just think that you know pg is a perfect second banana next to Kawhi when healthy and obviously the caveat of them being healthy will be like a continued theme throughout the season but i think if there's any team that's going to be able to cater to their needs it's going to be the clippers because they have invested so much um, and they have still assets to like go out and make changes to you know add you know someone like maybe I don't know Andre Iguodala you know like they could do that yeah you yeah. know that'd be insane yeah you know if you have a three wing trio with Iggy <laughs> oh, Iggy the- Kawhi and PG like who who's gonna stop that who 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 I mean who's gonna score, who's gonna the score basketball on that with, with Pat Bev <laughs> yeah, man facts facts you know? that's that that's that's big time, and that's another thing where I really like the Clippers is because the this day and age where we're into sprawl ball, with, yeah. if you guys don't know what sprawl ball is, it's the analytics where they're, we're shooting a lot of threes or we're getting stuff at the basket and yeah. we're not seeing a ton of defense. I'm not saying that guys don't play defense, but we're just not seeing a ton of it. Um, what, okay, so I have a question on that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Because I don't think that's true. You don't think what's true? I don't think that we see we're James Harden hasn't less... played defense in like six years. James Harden is an anomaly, though. <laughs> but no, James but Harden still... is an anomaly, though. Anomaly in which in which sense in scoring? Yes. Because Jordan scored thirty six yes. and still lock mugs but down. I, look, I hear you. I hear you. I, look, I hear you. I think from a superstar perspective, mm-hmm. like there are maybe more superstars that don't play two sides of the ball. Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying overall the defensive tenacity in the league compared to, let's say, 80s, 90s ball is different? Let's not talk about 80s, 90s ball. I just had to throw my Jordan shot in there for the people that's going to listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that was. Um, But I just feel like it it has something to do with the rules. I'm not saying the defensive intensity is is not there, but we don't see it enough. Yeah. For us to say, like, oh, they are just out there sitting down playing defense. Like, anybody we think of that plays defense are guys that don't play offense. In today's game, LeBron could be one of the best defenders, has been one of the best defenders in previous years. Granted, he's mad old. But, I mean, he's lazy on D. Like, I I get it. The game's a lot faster than it used to be. It's more up and downs. There's more shots being taken. But at the same time, when it's grind time, we like. I know this is a cliche. Defense wins championships. Yeah, we've seen it time and time again. It defense is, wins championships. It's, it's pretty much a requirement at this point to have a top ten t- defensive efficiency to even get to the finals. Exactly. It's it's required. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that people don't play defense. I just think they pick and choose when to yeah. play defense, and that. If you're if you're not if you're just a common fan yeah. and you don't really watch the defensive schemes and pay yeah. attention to stuff like that, then you will say you see it all the time. Oh, they don't really play defense. Like, I'm not saying that they don't play defense. Yeah. Just the intensity 
they pick and choose when to do it. It's like some first quarter is an All Star game, second quarter it's kind of like the All Star game in a yeah. sense until shoot we're eight games out of the playoffs. We got about twenty games left. We got to knuckle down. Then yeah. it's different. Yeah, that's interesting. I I see it differently. Um, obviously, guys pick and pick their spots. Obviously. I kind of disagree with the fact that I think we see less defense. And I know you talked about there's more possessions and there's more. I think the fact that there's more actions within a possession means that, yeah, no, seriously, because every big on the floor, everyone has to make a decision and on a split second because Mm -hmm. you have actions on two sides of the ball now. You know, like I, you, I, when did we? Rem- when was the last time you've ever seen the game played in a way where a big has to make this many decisions? Like we have to really like either switch out, hedge, or just fall back, or it depends from scheme to scheme, night to night, mm-hmm. every night. For sure, it's a because so there's so many great point guards in this league, so many just great superstars, just bona fide scores in this league that like I've never seen in a way bigs cover the amount of space that they do on a night in and night out basis. I right. think just the amount of miles traveled on defense has changed. I think the way we defend has changed mm-hmm. and it's not the same like not like brutish strength or like it's every not as not as everything not everything is as tight as it used to be. Right. Um there's more space on the floor and there's more actions being guarded and I think that just takes a different level of um you know, because not only do you have to dictate exactly where you need to be at all times, you have to communicate. You have to, mm-hmm. um, you have to make that mental decision, but also physically, like, go. Like you can, you can know what to do, but then, you know, if you got to run cross court because someone forgot to switch or something like that, like, right. you know, that's one of the things that I saw. I've never seen anyone do anything like the Warriors did, in the and and, and the Warriors are an anomaly of a team, and they have had some of the best defensive talent that we've ever seen, with like Andre Iguodala, Draymond, and like when Durant's locked in, he's locked in. Yeah. But some of the like, don't the, forget Clay. Don't forget Clay. Don't of forget course, Clay. don't forget Clay and Sean Livingston too. Right. You know. Right. But some of the, for example, like the cross switching stuff that they do, mm-hmm. like I've never seen anything like that before. Like switching before someone is actually supposed to switch, like on a string, like that stuff is like unreal right and i don't know how you feel about that but speaking speaking to that because it's it's not as crazy as you think it is and it happens more often than you actually think it does like this is like the player side of me coming out um you said one thing about they have to defend more actions i don't think they have to defend more actions i think that first initial action because now it's we're it's a quicker paced game. It's that first pick and roll. It's like okay, how do we guard that pick and roll? Yeah. Once they guard the pick and roll, you see teams again try to go pick and roll, or they'll go pick and roll until they get a switch, a mismatch, a mismatch. and then they'll yeah. t- attack the mismatch. It's not so much we're, and that's why the Warriors are hard to defend because why? What you were saying is you have to defend multiple actions. Not every team does yeah. that, and that's yeah. why. So. In a sense where the the bigs are defending multiple actions, I, I guess it really depends on the offense because if you're Rudy Gobert and you're playing against the Rockets, you don't have to defend any actions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's going you to just be – You drop back. You, you drop back. Clint Capella is probably going to be in the short corner. James Harden's going to ISO. So it, re- it really depends on 
on the team and the aspects. And it, another thing that you spoke on was the the switching before the play happens. All that's defensive schemes. Yeah. Right. So the Warriors know going into a game. Uh, let's say we're talking about the the Spurs. The Spurs are gonna do an action where they're gonna try to get Lamarcus Aldridge on the block with uh, Clay Thompson on him. And how? What actions are they gonna do? So they're they're watching film. They're like, okay, here's the action. So we're gonna start Clay out on him. So when they go through the action, by the time the off ball action happens, Draymond's gonna be there on the point of the catch. Yeah. It's little things like that where. A normal fan, like just innocent bystander that loves basketball, is not really like paying attention yeah. to little things like that. Or Brown's probably one of the best people at it, where he often in the first, second, third quarter, he's not guarding anybody of a threat. Why? Because he's back there being the the, the free safety. Right. Like, oh, this is the action that's happening. Hey, you go, you stay here, because we're not about to get that mismatch, and we're gonna have Javale McGee stay on the block because. This, this big's coming over, and I'm not about to guard the big, and then I'm just going to go out on the strong side because they're not looking for the skip. They're looking for this. So those those type of actions, I understand what you're saying, but it's not like, oh, like they're just doing it off a of fly. Like that's a defensive scheme that, that is when, yeah. when, you, when you're scheming for a team or scheming <laughs> not so much for a team but how to stop a team. Yeah. For instance, when Portland got – swept by uh new orleans everybody's like dang that's crazy dame didn't go crazy what did they do to dame double team the ball screen every time yeah. stay locked on cj we're gonna make everybody else beat us that's everyone's like dang dame can't get off it's hard to get off when you have J. Ru holiday amazing defender in ad covering you like yeah. you have to pass the basketball yeah. and then you have uh i want to say it was a menu at the time or whoever the or Mo Harkless, Harkless guard yeah. guarding um, CJ, not not denying them. So now we we're gonna make Evan Turner beat us, and we're gonna make the other guys yeah. beat us. And those guys are gonna be the guys that's getting the shots late in the shot clock, yeah. yeah. Or making this decision early in the shot clock or mid shot clock. Those are the type of things that we we really don't catch, and we're just like, damn, why is Dame not getting off? Or damn, well, how come CJ's yeah. not getting the ball? How come yeah. they look so out of rhythm? Yeah. Well, we're, that's our defensive scheme is taking those guys away, getting the ball out of their hands, and making everyone else beat us. Exactly. So, if um, say I'm guarding the Warriors, right, and Sean Livingston, I know Sean's not going to shoot a three. Why am I going to close out? Why is Clay, our best defender, going to close out or um, rotate? Rotate over if he's not going to shoot a three no like you're going to stay here we're going to dare him to shoot the three and then that second guy that's supposed to go on the rotation if it's an extra pass he's going to be the guy to go yeah and we're going to save our good defender for the the extra pass we're taking the extra pass away we're going to make that guy beat us so it's little things like that where when you're looking at the game of basketball and it's just happening fast pace and you haven't really been in a locker room or anything like that or you like you just don't study the game of basketball those are the little things where you're just like well, that was crazy. I can't believe that defensive possession ended like that. And it's like, when I see it, I'm like, damn, that was a really good rotation. Yeah. I, that was a great defensive scheme. And and things like that. So it it is surprising. It, it's fun to watch it with, like, super elite athletes and they're bang, bang, bang. Like you said, they have to make these quick decisions fast. But at the same time, it's like it's like an NFL playbook. They have millions of plays, but yeah. every game they don't run yeah. all of their plays. It's specific to what that defense is going to do and what the offense is going to do, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that's a, that was long. No, no, on that no. One. So, 
I, I agree, but I also want to say that I feel like when I look around the league, we don't see a lot of the players. Again, I guess that it's this would be an agreement of what you said prior to what you just said with like defense kind of being down in the league. It's the fact that I don't see a lot of just like guys that are just going to go after it like as much mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Like I feel like maybe not so compared back in the day, but we there were more guys in the league that would just go after it. And I feel like guys now do take possessions off, but there are guys there are still guys in the league that are just going to like go after it for sure, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it on a consistent basis. Right. Like I feel like Anthony Davis could be a perennial defensive player of the year if he just night in and night out defended like Hakeem, you know? Like, he could do it. Right. He could do it, and he doesn't. And I think this is, like, the first year that he's probably going to do it, you know? I, he could do it prior, but, you know, he just hasn't done it yet. Um, you know, I, th- I think things like that. But I, I think from a sense, um, I think, like, everyone just has to defend more space and the fact that I think everyone's over having an 82-game schedule, and I know you might be against that, but, like, I think 82 games takes a toll on everyone, and everyone's starting to realize that because injuries are up like crazy, which is sad. But um, I think that's also a reason why teams aren't defending as, like, it's it's not the same. Who throwing a shot at Silver, are we? Yeah. Um, no, I agree that – I think an 82 game season is really, really long, it's and rough. it gets and it gets boring. Yeah, it does. And as a as a fan, it gets boring for us. So just imagine what the players are. Yeah. You're flying from LA to New York. Yeah. Right. You're in New York, then you go from New York to Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte to freaking Memphis. Portland. <laughs> you know, cross country yeah, flights. Like you know, crazy. And then like on back to back nights or every yeah. other nights, and like, yeah, I don't expect these guys to play hard no 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 82 games a year so like you have to pick and choose your time so as a fan not as a basketball player as a fan it's fun to watch because i know they're not gonna play defense we're (laughs) i know we're about to see some some and one some some offensive highlights which that's what that's what everybody wants to see like that's what gets the nba paid like not guys sitting down playing defense and the games are yeah. 70 to 65 like we yeah. don't want to see that yeah. nobody wants to see that i don't care who you are like as much as i love defense i i was a defender back in my day nobody wants to see that that shit is boring unless yeah. like you're a, a defender like me in the moment you're like oh nobody's scoring on me i'll yeah. be locking everything up but yeah. as a fan like i'm not trying to watch a game that's two and a half hours long and there's 150 point score total. I'm right there with <laughs> I'm, you. I'm, I'm right not trying you. to see that I'm at right all. So, I mean, and on, on the injury piece, uh, I was talking to a, a couple people about about this. I don't necessarily think it's 100% the, the schedule they play. I think it's, it's a combination of a lot of different things. Yeah. And the schedule, you, we could say that. But I think it's these guys' training regimens are insane What's nowadays. Dude, they're doing like two a days, three a days on a regular. On like, a re- it's so crazy. And I, I'll see it on Instagram a lot um, or Twitter. It's like James Harden, for example, like finish a game. He'll, he'll have like 35 points, 11 assists, nine rebounds, 10 rebounds, right? And then and the gym it'll, shoot. he'll be – 
not even that. He'll be in the gym like weightlifting. Yeah. And I'm sure. just like, dude, I get it. I really do. Like, I don't. I, I get it. Like you, you, I'm trying you work to go to hard, the bar. You work hard. Like there's a reason why you you are where you are. Right. Hundred percent. But if I'm his agent, I'm like, damn. Like I get it. But also like, why? What's the point? Um. That's, like, that's insane. That, that's... After a game, would you like? Is that? And they have professional trainers, right? After a bad game, I definitely would go shoot some shots. After I mean, some I, bad games? Oh, I shooting shots? 100%. I would go get a hoop, full hoop workout in. But, like, weight training? That's insane. Bro, I didn't lift when I was <laughs> when I should have lifted. So, yeah. I mean, it. I don't know, man. I'm a big uh, proponent of lifting now. Me too. Um, I wish I would have known <laughs> what I know now back then. I yeah. get everyone would say that. Uh, I took care of my body a little bit better. But I don't know, it's dicey because you do have the best facilities in the world. You yeah. have the best equipment in the world. You got the best trainers in the world, the best doctors in the world. So they know. So that that's the thing that is like, okay, these guys are doing it, but it must be okay. Yeah. Because like they have everybody saying they wouldn't be doing it. You know what I'm was. saying? Yeah, for but sure. But then we see these we get these injuries and then we're talking about, well, maybe they're training too much. Maybe exactly. the season's too long. Exactly. So I don't know, maybe the, maybe it's the injuries themselves are just anomalies. Yeah. Or I don't know, some it's gotta be something. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing a sixty take take 20 22 games out or 20 games out 62 game season i think that would make guys play a little bit harder yeah um because they know if i lose the first 10 it's whatever when i got 82 games yeah. like the sun sucks sorry yeah. sorry phoenix hats <laughs> out there bulls suck we can chill like we got the bulls on the schedule we're not even about to practice we're yeah. not even about to we're not even about to scheme for these guys we're just gonna go out there and play basketball yeah. like if we we're going to go out there and just try to outscore them. And I think that's what it turns into a lot of the times. It's like we're just going to outscore them. Like we're not going to worry about them, like stopping them from scoring. We're just going to outscore them. Right. They're going to have to match us bucket for bucket. Yeah. On the topic of duos, we were talking about PG and uh, Kawhi and like the fit with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think um, they don't take anything away from each other. You know, they both play on the ball. They both play on the ball. I think PG is going to be better as a second option because – I don't think he's someone that can run. He, I don't think he can be the full-time fulcrum of an offense. I think he could be the fulcrum of an offensive unit from you know from stint to stint within a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see him more as like a second fiddle guy because I don't know if he's someone that's going to be able to run like thirty pick and rolls a night. Like I don't think he could just do that. And we saw that in Indi- in Indiana and it didn't get it didn't get them too far. Um, when he did have his team like on his own, like right. you know, when like Roy Hibbert, David West, everyone kind of left. Um, well, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that because they got stopped by a Miami Heat. That yeah. was their. Yeah. I mean, if there was no Heat, and they took him what to six, seven. Se- so, I think six games. It was either it was either six or seven, two years in a row. Yeah. So, and they're in the leg injury. Yeah. So I think after the leg injury, you might have more of a. That was a, a different a PG there. though. Yeah, that was for, a different PG for sure. I, I don't know, man. I I'm a big fan of PG. I'm like, a big. I, when I when I was, like, playing and trying to pick and choose from people's games, like I I found myself watching a lot of Paul George. Yeah. Um, he's just so smooth. I think, 
Now he's not clutch. <laughs> no, no, he's, de- he's definitely not the clutchest guy in the world. But at the on the same token, I think he definitely can carry a team. Yeah, and to an you, extent, like I feel like he's not gonna be. I feel like can he be like the number one option on the cha- on a championship level team? Uh, I think so, and this is the reason why. With the right pieces, I, with with I, the I right agree. pieces in in Indiana, he was the number one option. Um, they could have been a championship team. They ran. I mean, they they were a championship contender. Yeah. And they ran into a tough the, the Heatles. Yeah. They ran into the Heatles. Yeah. Right. Um, and you you said, I guess it is 2019, and a lot of teams do run heavy pick and roll. But yeah. my question is, like, if you have a PG and Kawhi with a Doc Rivers, they're not going to run heavy pick and roll no, with those guys. No, absolutely so, not. And, yes, you are absolutely correct. I can't see PG running 30 pick and rolls a night. But in a system where he gets the ball in his spots as a number one option, definitely I can see him being a number one option and being the the leader and, like, having that onus to to be a champion and him lead him there. Yeah, I think you made actually a really good point with Doc Rivers and that tandem with with Kwai and PG because with Doc, Doc isn't going to have them run pick and roll, but a lot of people and a lot of critics are saying, oh, where is the pick and roll production going to come from with the Clippers? They, they have Kwai and PG. You don't need that. Facts. You just need a system that's going to be able to get them the best looks and get them in their best spots. Right. You know? Correct. Like, PG's going to come off his curls. He's going to come off his mm-hmm. screens. He's going to, you know... Kawhi's going to run that initial pick, a ro- initial pick a roll, and then, you know, if he can't get to the lane or get to his spots, okay, PG, pump fake, off the off the dribble, shot, whatever he needs to do, he could do it as that secondary creator. And I think that's where it's going to kill a lot of defenses. Last year we saw PG in a first option. I don't think PG was the second option last year, despite how much pick and roll Westbrook ran. I think towards the end of the season, Westbrook kind of started to take over again because he needed to, and PG was falling off. But I think, you know, PG, that was the first year where I was like, okay, this he could be a bona fide, you know, first option on a mm-hmm. team for sure. Um, but, you know, they could play on the ball, they could play off the ball, and they're just going to really feed off of each other. I think defensively this team is going to be really scary. Um, I think Harrell gets kind of um, – overhyped defensively i hate mantra i you i don't hate i, <laughs> I don't hate trez but like that's what happens when you're an eighth seed yeah and your team is just clicking on all cylinders yeah you know what i'm saying some certain individuals that maybe aren't as talented because he is who kenneth Fareed. <laughs> he is Kenneth Fareed. Like it's not like we've never. I think seen... he's a better scorer than Kenneth Fareed. I think Kenneth Fareed had a lot of potential that was. I'm not gonna say wasted, but I don't think he was put put in the right position to succeed. And I don't think he max. He, I don't think he maximized this game. No, 100. percent I agree with that. Yeah, but... I don't think he was crafty as like Montrez around the rim either. Yeah. Kenneth couldn't put the ball on the floor. Trez can put the ball on the floor. Exactly. And that's the that's the difference. Yeah. Other than that, 
you're actually looking at Kenneth Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Other than being able to put the ball on the floor one, yeah. two times, like, Man, it's I Kenneth Reed. That, I haven't heard that name in a while, Kenneth oh, Reed. Well, now, just think about it. Just think about it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. They look, they look exactly the same. They play yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Both high-energy guys, both rebounders, both will run the hell out of the yeah. floor. Yeah. Uh, if you go— Both look like—they look like elite defenders, but aren't elite defenders. Pretty much. You know? Pretty much, yeah. And they're— yeah. And that's where, when we when we talk about defense, it's they could be a lot better at defense, but like their uh, defensive fundamentals are just trash. Yeah. And but they're crazy athletic, crazy athletic guys can get away. And this is for the young people. Crazy athletic guys are always can get the nod over fundamental guys because they are athletic but athleticism will run out so you definitely need to pay attention to your fundamentals aka andrew wiggins that's it's, another story yeah bro that <laughs> if we my get my uh, goodness bro man, my makes, goodness just that name makes me really sad because I'm, I'm still on wiggins island but we'll, we'll, we'll hop we'll hop to the next duo yeah because for sure damn um anthony davis and lebron james eek Eek. Yeesh, um, two top five, two top five, right? I, you can say that. I mean, I'm not really much of a ranking guy, and I know you're not either. Right. But like, it's tough to rank when all those elites are out there. But if yeah. you had to rank, they would have to be top five. I. It's you hard can't, not to. You I mean, can't name. They definitely be in the top ten. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. For sure. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's. That I have a big question mark by that. It is going to come down to LeBron. He is probably the smartest basketball player we've ever seen. Yeah. He's um, the most well-rounded basketball player we've ever seen. Um, his side is speed, his strength. Uh, it's crazy. And everyone thinks I'm a LeBron James hater. Um, but I respect the man. Uh, I just don't like his fans. Uh, <laughs> but, like, he – it, it's going to be if LeBron says we – and he said it, we're going to run through AD, I think they can make some noise. But it's those times where we're trying to force it to AD because Bron is on, like, I'm just going to get everybody involved and not take over. Then that's where it's going to be, like – it's going to be dicey. So, I, it, it, I don't know, man. And everyone – AD's injury history is crazy to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I I think just purely between them, if you were to put two of just LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the court and look at this in a vacuum, I think it's a it's almost like a match made in heaven. Yes. Because in my mind, I'm thinking LeBron James is playing power forward because he's a power forward at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis is a center because <laughs> – Do you have to go? Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. I don't know what his mom's doing <laughs> right now. Bro, he does this right here. This is probably what... All right, so um, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it's a match made in heaven, I think. Like a basketball, two savants coming together. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. it's, it's really rare you ever get that much talent. Um, now, basketball-wise, the reason why I'm not too big on it is because... It's not them two. It's the fact that their roster isn't letting them play the position that they are most 
um, productive in. Like, I think Anthony Davis is most productive as a center. I think LeBron James is more productive as a power forward. But the reason why they cannot play, it, they cannot be maximized is because of this awkward roster. Like, Kuzma, I love Kuzma. Kuzma's great. Um, Kuzma's a power forward. Kuzma, I don't think, is a three. He could play. He's, he's kind of a combo forward. But, like, dude, if you're going to want Anthony Davis... Anthony Davis has par- has already said, "Hey, I don't want to play power forward, and I only I'm only going to play power forward." Um, I thought he said I didn't want to play center. Uh, excuse me, I don't want to play center. I only want to play center in crunch time. Right. LeBron James um, will be at the three. That means either Javale or Dwight is going to have to fill in. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. I'm not a big fan of that. You know, um, that means Kuzma is at the two. And I'm not really comfortable with Kuzma trying to chase around some twos, around some screens, getting, right. you know, it's not going to be pretty, you know. And he can try. He tries on defense. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. If you actually watch Kuzma play, um, especially on defense, he actually tries. He gives some effort. Right. He's not ideal. He'll space out. He'll forget about corner shooters. He'll switch when he doesn't need to, or he'll just make the wrong decision at the wrong time. But I mean, we're talking about second-year player kind of playing out of position. And then you have Rondo, Avery Bradley, Danny Green. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure exactly. You know, probably D- Danny Green um, will be in that closing lineup. Um, it's just a weird basketball team. It's a very weird basketball team because last year they hedged all their bets on, okay, we have LeBron, we need playmaking around him when history shows that we need shooting around him. Mm-hmm. This year, they had made a whole 180 turn. They still said, no hey, shooters. still not enough shooters, <laughs> even though they said, we got to get shooting. We got to get shooting. Absolutely not. I mean, they got Troy Daniels. They got Danny Green. They got Avery, Avery, Bradley, can Avery Bradley can shoot, you mm-hmm. know. He's capable He's of. He's capable of shooting. Right. We have seen it. <laughs> um, but it, a lot, they don't really have. A, here's the thing. LeBron is entering his 17th year. And Crazy. they're asking him to run the show in terms of playing point guard, running as many pick and rolls as he can. And look, it's LeBron James; he's going to be able to handle it. But do you want a seventeen, a seventeen-year-old veteran who is arguably, you know, we know he's one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. if not the greatest? Like, do you really want that kind of load on him going into this season? You know, yes and no. And I think LeBron James is smart enough as we've seen him dial back knows when to play super hard yeah like you know playoff mode whatever whatever he wants to call it like we see like the switch the switch is flipped um i i think the only thing that i would probably have to disagree with you on is i think lebron james is at his best when he is running the show yeah yeah which would we say point forward, and then I, I really hate saying this, but in the in the time of positionless basketball, which the Lakers is the epitome of positionless basketball because you just said, like, I, and I'm a, I agree with you, like, some guys will be playing in weird positions where, like, we would want to see them somewhere else. But in the time of positionless basketball, we would definitely, I think they're the epitome of that. Because yeah. AD doesn't want to play the five, but 
there is no such thing as a five anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, AD. Right. Like, there, there is no five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go small, you're going to be the five. You're, you guys can run five out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can be on the nail or you can be on the elbows and you can run. Like, that's where you – that's – you. you're right – the right um, mid post is where you get a bunch of your buckets anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be the four so you're out on the perimeter more and you can put the ball on the deck, well, you can be the five and still run those same exact sets. So it doesn't matter really who's on the floor. I just feel like if LeBron, and this is the biggest issue that they that they had last year and why it didn't work, in my opinion, is because – LeBron is the ultimate playmaker. You don't need yeah. playmakers when you have LeBron. Yeah. You need guys that, what, go get a bucket. You know what I'm saying? He does well with guys that – because we know, like, LeBron, he's not pass first. For all the people that say he's pass first, he's definitely not pass first. But he is the most willing passer as a superstar that we've seen. Yes, I agree. So – I agree. He's going to go downhill, and if you help, if he passes to you, like everyone says, oh, he needs shooters, cool. But if you can't shoot and you get the ball, you still got to be able to score the basketball. Yeah. And if you don't have enough guys that can create their own shot or shoot the ball, which they didn't last year, think about it. You got Lonzo, you got Rondo, you got B.I. that's up and down, you got Josh Hart maybe will have a good game. You got Caruso. They're going to miss would, Josh Hart a lot. I, I agree defensively, but offensively it's going to be the same the same thing so yeah. going down the line like you have no dead eye shooters you have no guys that's going to catch the ball and be able to score in one or two dribbles mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so when Bronny doesn't have those guys like he takes on more of the scoring load which is why he wanted ad because now he can come down the mix and if everything goes bad in the third quarter he has somebody to give the ball to so he can preserve his energy for the final two minutes yeah. where lebron statistically is a really good basketball player. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it's a good idea, and I, I agree because every iteration of LeBron's career team stint, wherever he played, we've seen him be the primary ball handler, even with Wade, with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Kyrie played off of him. Right. You know, there are a lot of instances of that. And he, but he, in his winning situations, has always had just a bucket getting guard you know someone that could just go get a bucket like mm-hmm. historically obviously we know how w- good Wade is you know Kyrie is top three all-time baby Dwayne Wade t- damn shooting guards like, of course. oh oh that's a given that's oh, yeah. a given well, that's already I argue with that's people given. about on all social media they don't they don't want to believe me but I'm here to say D Wade is number three shooting guard of all time the greatest shot blocking shooting guard of all time as well a hundred percent correct yes um so, I just think with with LeBron having that role, he doesn't have this year someone that could someone else that could run a pick and roll. Like, who else is actually going to run a pick and roll on this team? Rondo. Like, okay, Rondo's great. Don't get me wrong. Rondo's great in his own right. Mm-hmm. But are you really going to rely when LeBron goes to the bench on Rondo to run an offense? Um, he didn't. He wasn't that great last year. Um, like I'm not sure having him as your secondary creator or Alex Caruso. As much as I, I'm on the Caruso train, I love Caruso. He's nice. He's got a really nice game, and he's 
He's athletic. He can. I think he can shoot. You know, uh, we haven't seen much of his shot, but they're betting a lot on him. Like, I. That makes me. That makes that worries me. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that there's a lot of questions on that end. Um, I think your. I think your biggest question, which we all know, is going to happen at some point because it's happened on every LeBron James team, is the coaching. Because that's what that is. That's what that yeah. boils down to when LeBron yeah. goes out of the game. Yeah. How do we get guys in their spots? Yeah. Because when LeBron's on the floor, LeBron's the one that's doing that. Or he's going to be ball dominant. He can run the pick and roll. He can yeah. do whatever. He can yeah. create for whoever. But when he's not playing, who is – and we always – we try to think, like, who is going to be that guy? You don't yeah. need a person to be that guy. Yeah. That's where you need a system to get guys in spots yeah. to where they will be successful. Right. Um. So, yeah, I, I think at the, at the end of the day, it boils down to – the coaching staff's willingness to run a system when LeBron James is in all the game and not rely on the same – like you can't run the same exact thing when LeBron's off the court than when he's on the court, which yeah. was my biggest thing with Billy Donovan when Russell Westbrook went to the bench. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. I think they should have staggered more. Yeah. And I think with um, – I think with with this Lakers team, I think what they should do is stagger Kuzma and give Kuzma the reins to the second unit. And let him hoop. And let him hoop because you know let he'll love hoop. that. He'll love let that. Let him hoop. But honestly, I think the way that they're going to be able to hold up offensively um, is Rondo Kuzma pick and roll, kind of feed off of each other, um, you know, and Dwight JaVale rolling down the rim. Yeah. I think know. people forget how – and this is this sounds crazy. How good of a pick and roll basketball player Dwight Howard was, well, and still yeah. still can be. Yeah, he's a and great ja- screen setter. And, and JaVel McGee. Yeah, JaVel McGee is underrated in that sense, and the reason why is Shaq and the fool. Shaq and the fool. Shaq and the fool put JaVel in such a bad light, and yeah, he has a lot of moments. Um, we all have those moments as basketball players. He probably had a, a lot, but it's just like his are just funny, like funny, funny. Yeah. But I mean, that's not that doesn't describe who Javel McGee is. Like, no. yeah, we all that dude works his ass off. Exactly, and yeah. I think seeing him with the Warriors, and if you play him the right amount of minutes, and like Javel can't play thirty six minutes for you, no. he can't play twenty five minutes for you. But if you play him eighteen to twenty two minutes, you're gonna get eighteen to twenty two quality minutes. Yeah. The thing is, when Javel gets tired, that's when that shit starts <laughs> starts going bad, bro. Yeah, all right, like I'm gonna head out. <laughs> like that's when it starts going bad. So you gotta, you have, you have to make sure that when he's in the game, like he's got that, he's he's got his win. Because once mm-hmm. he gets tired, like, and he has to start thinking, and he's not reacting, and it's just going with the flow, then it gets bad for Javel. Yeah, yeah. I um, it'll be really interesting to see exactly how they fit these pieces together. Um. You know, I hope everyone stays healthy. I know AD has been staying healthy last year. Um, you know, he didn't play a lot, but he stayed healthy. The two prior years to that, he played, I think, 70 above, more than 70 games each season, uh, which was nice. That was good. So hopefully he's on the right track um, to, you know, continue that um, consi- health, uh, consistency with health. But, um Next duo, or unless you have anything else to add. No, not not for those guys. Uh, Is there a chance that Anthony Davis wins MVP? Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, I. He's a top five, ten player in the NBA. Any top five, ten player in the NBA has, has a chance. To win That's a MVP. dumb question. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it's not a dumb question because I mean he's with LeBron James. How many? So. Yeah. How many guys on the the right side of LeBron James? Yeah. Is winning MVP over LeBron James? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in that aspect, like it's a great question. Especially because this is going to be LeBron's fu year. Yeah, I oh, think 100%. this is going to be his last fu. I hope it's not his last, but I, in my feeling, it's his seventeenth year. Last year didn't make the playoffs. Last year just didn't go right. And everybody's counting. And everybody, everyone, yeah, that's everyone. the only way AD will not win yeah. the MVP is if LeBron is in that mode. Yeah, yeah. And I think we are going to see that. And everyone keeps saying AD is going to average thirty. I don't think they understand how hard it is to average thirty in the NBA. Yeah, as like a big, AD, as, as a big, big AD is going to average 27, 28 points. Yeah, yeah. You can round up to thirty and say it's thirty. It's not thirty. No, like he won't average thirty, but he'll average like 28, 27, 28. And Bron, he's going to dial back. He's going to get his twenty-seven, seven, he, yeah, seven. Exactly. You know, yeah, and, and that's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Like. Uh, I think his rebounds might go down, which will help his scoring go up because you got Javale, you got Dwight, and you got AD yeah. crashing the board. So yeah. You don't have to really go crash a board because that's exactly. It sounds like that mug is going to be caught by the Lakers if it come off the rim. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. mm, what's the what's the next duo? Uh, Harden, Westbrook. <laughs> wow, wow. Rockets, that's a sick duo. Mm. Um, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, how do you feel about that? I like it, but I don't at the same <laughs> time, man. It's it's one of those things where it's the perfect setting for both of them, mm-hmm. but it when it's crunch time, I don't know how it's going to play out so i love russell westbrook the guy can't shoot but he he will surprise people this year because he works that hard yeah and like he's passionate about the game of basketball and he loves loves love proving people wrong yeah you get a guy like that he's gonna make some jump shots um but i i want to agree with you (laughs) Like I really want to agree with you, right? But we say this, we say this every year about Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. you know. It, and it never happened. There was one season, his MVP year, he shot thirty-two percent. That was his best season on seven and a half attempts per game. Right, right. That's not good. League average is thirty-five percent. Mm-hmm. What I want from him is. To shoot 35% on catch-and-shoot threes. If he can do that, and not even like, he can attempt off the dribble threes, but if he's open, if they give it to him, Mm -hmm. take it. Right. But I think his shot selection has to completely change. It won't. Um, You don't think it will? No, because of the offense that they're in. Yeah. Their offense is predicated on tough shots, ISO shots. It's the Rockets, of threes, course. Threes, 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 and layups. Threes and layups. Contested, contested threes. A lot of guys. Yeah. Okay. Not a lot right. of guys. You're right. James Harden takes a lot of contested threes. Chris Paul too when he was there. I mean, like that's the offense. They yeah. don't want you to shoot yeah. mid-range yeah. shots. Um, they. Y- they typically lead the league in isolation rate always. Right. 
So with heavy isolation, it's going to come heavy contested shots. And with the Rockets, it's three or layup. So it's going to be a heavy contested three or a layup around some bigs. You know what I'm saying? So, But at the same exact time, this is why Russell Westbrook will be a better shooter. Specifically to your point on the catch and shoot is because what is everybody going to do to Russ? Sag off when James drives. They're helping off of Russ. Mm-hmm. Russ is gonna knock that bitch down. Russ is gonna knock it down. I I hope so. I, <laughs> I hope so. You're a Houston fan. I know. I know you I hope, hope so. so. I hope he, so. He's going. He's going to knock it down, and I don't care what. Like people can become better shooters, and I think Russ has probably been in the gym working. Yeah, working on his shooting because like that's his only knock on Russell Westbrook is shot selection and. His consistency with shooting. shooting. So, with that being said, shot selection is not going to change. Because so you you still think he'll take a healthy handful of of mid rangers that pull up jumper off the screen that he loves to take. Yes, and it's going to be a better shot this year than it was last year because Because of the the space, because of the space, and because Because of the offense. Honestly, he's not gonna. This is the first time he's gonna have this much space to operate in. He's never had this space before in OKC. Right, and and think about this. Like we what we just said, they're so spaced out. They're going to help off Russ. You're close. It's a mini closeout on Russell Westbrook, one of the quickest guys in the league. Yeah. You're not stopping that. Yeah. You're you're just not just think about it like basketball wise. Like that is a tough. You're chopping your feet. You you lead with your left foot. He's attacking your left. You got to drop that thing. If he pulls up, he pulls up. There you're not. Like that's just like for me thinking about this as a defender. Like if I'm helping off Russ and I got to go short close. That is why I think he's going to be able to to pull up or catch and shoot a lot of threes, and he's going to be shooting a lot of wide-open catch-and-shoot threes. Yeah. And then once he starts knocking them down and it changes to where they have to close out hard or they're not, it's going to be bad. Yeah. But Russ has to start by knocking down the shots first, which is the biggest question mark that we all have. I, um, I think with Westbrook, I think Westbrook will shoot better. I agree. I think he will. Um, I think the reason why I say that is because he's going to get a lot better looks. He finally has someone that, look, I think Paul George didn't get the attention defensively that obviously Harden does. Like Harden's on a different level in terms of just a score. So he, he can, I don't know if defensive defenses, um, and you may disagree on this. And I'd love for you to chime in, but like, do you think that defenses give the same attention Paul George gave Paul George compared to uh, Harden. I don't think so. I think Harden is on a different tier. I think Harden completely dictates. Like you can, you have to scheme against Harden. Mm-hmm. You, Paul, PG is more, I guess, schemable against. Right. You know, and last year I felt like he didn't have someone that could just like he didn't feed off of what off of Paul George's game, and that's what made me sad about that duo was because. I thought this was kind of like an interchangeable thing where they could interchangeably be mm-hmm. option 1A, 1B kind of thing, right? right? This year, I feel like Harden is going to be someone that's actually going to be able to produce along with the space that uh, Houston is going to provide him. You know, P.J. Tucker at the four, hanging with the co- hanging in the corner. You got Capella running to the rim. Mm-hmm. You got Aaron Gordon f- letting it fly from 30 feet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of looks, but the most interesting part about his 
sh- growth as a shooter this year is going to be where D'Antoni places him on the court. Is he in the corner? Is he definitely not in the corner? You don't think he's going to be in the corner? No, because then you limit Russ to driving angles. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I agree with. So if if you stick him in the corner and they close high, he has to go baseline. Yeah. If you put him on the wing, you close high, he can make stuff happen. You close low, you can make stuff happen. So if you stick him in the corner, you really, really limit what uh, Westbrook is capable of. Yeah. So I don't think that they would stick him in the corner. He's definitely going to be on the wing where where Chris Paul was hanging out um, for sure, and that's where he's he's going to get a lot of his. Chris Paul did hang out hang out around a lot he, he, on the, uh, the the wing. I agree. And yeah. he's and he's going to get a lot of those. And what's funny, what what people really don't, I don't know if people really watch basketball, right? So where did Russ get a lot of his shots? On the right wing, mm-hmm. where did James Harden get a lot of his shots? Left, on the left wing. Yeah. So you put that together. That's a match made in heaven. Now they just got to make the shots. And one <clears throat> thing you said about PG and and Russ and why it didn't work, and I, I'm gonna have to disagree. I think you couldn't do the the one A one B is because analytics. Here we go. Um, that usage rating, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, when a guy have heavy, heavy usage rating like that, it's hard for other guys to get into rhythm. Yeah. And as a basketball player and as as an athlete in any sport, mm-hmm. the most, the two things that matter the most is confidence and rhythm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have one of those, it's over. Mm-hmm. So, and I think – a lot of that was we want PG to get going. We want PG to get going. He would get going. Then Russ is like, well, shit, like I'm not going. And it was one of those things where I wouldn't say that they're fighting each other. No, they're cool with each other. No, for sure. no, for sure. I'm, but I'm saying on the court, like, yeah, we would see it was in that tension. Yeah. You know, like, damn, Russ, same thing with KD. Like, KD would hit four or five shots, and now Russ is like, it's my turn instead of like, all right, let's. Right, it's the wheels fall off. It was kind of like the Kyrie LeBron thing, where it was like a good duo. I enjoyed him. I loved watching them play together. Like, honestly, they were one of my favorite duos to watch. But just because it was, it. huh? But hated it. You hated at the it? same time. No, I loved it. But at the same time, you're just like, it was a lot of my my turn, your turn. Yes, a lot. And in today's NBA, it cannot be my turn, your yeah. turn, unless you're in D'Antoni's system. Yeah, because that's the only system that has that spacing where you can say my turn, your turn. Nobody's gonna get in your way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. it's space. Like everyone is two feet off the three point line, yeah. and if you pass it to the wing, they're gonna shoot it. If you if because they know <clears throat> we're not shooting mid range. Yeah, so we're gonna shoot. I'm gonna catch this thing from yeah. 26, and I'm shooting from 26. Yeah, or now you got Russ catch it from 26. You're trying to close out. I'm driving past you. The big is going to try to help up. Same thing James Harden was doing. Dump to Capella. Dunk. Mm-hmm. Like, it just. Let's say Harden is running a pick and roll on the left side. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets into the lane. He The the weak side comes in, crashing in. You got Westbrook on the right wing. You know, his defender sagging off to de- defend that Harden pick and roll. He's got to knock it down. He's got to knock it down. But think about the space that's being that's given to him already. Right. With his defender already 
sagging. Like you don't want to give Russell Westbrook a runway and he's to the going, rim. And, that, and that's and what he's, I'm saying. If he's there's going anyone to that's it. gonna take advantage of that, it's him. And he's gonna have it every. Him and Giannis game. are the two guys that just eat that up. Yeah. You just can't. So I think, I think him as also a cutter is gonna make a lot of difference. I'm interested to see how much he cuts off the ball. I think it'll be a a, a real a healthy amount. Yeah, I think he he does that actually really well. Yeah, um, watching Russ. Yeah, like he that's one thing that he's really good at, but we didn't get to see it as much because he was tired. He passed the ball, fam, and he just moved out of the way. Yeah, but now yeah. in that in that system, I guarantee you, it's gonna be like when D Wade was with LeBron. You, if he's ever in the corner, especially defense turns the head, not worried about Russ backdoor cut dunk. Yeah, he cannot hand the ball off and like chill. hands on his knees and chill. No. He can't. He cannot. just cannot do it. The game moves way too fast. <laughs> and I'm sure D'Antoni's obviously not going to allow it either. But I know we've talked about Westbrook a lot mm-hmm. and the changes that he needs to make. But I think there's some changes that Harden needs to make too to alleviate the pressure on Westbrook. And I think that is like he needs to go back to his days playing off the ball. And Harden is one of the best on-the-ball guys we've ever seen. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly think it's going to make life a lot easier on him and Westbrook if Westbrook has the ability to run, pick, and roll and kick it out to Harden. And Harden can, in turn, be that second dairy creator, whether, oh, I got an open three, boom, got it. Or I can create off of that um, that initial pick and roll. Right. From the outside looking in, I think that was the biggest – reason why Chris Paul was in his feelings because they didn't do enough of that. Yeah, um, I completely agree. And I, I feel Chris Paul is and always has been a truer point guard. I don't want to say he's like a pass first, but like the he's guy. He's like a more he, typical floor general. Yes, as he exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, you get here, you get here. Make sure you set that screen. You come off the screen. Boom, that's your spot where you're going to get your shot yeah. as opposed to standing there waiting, standing there waiting. Now I'll get the ball. is six seconds left on the shot clock, seven seconds left on the shot clock. Quick pick and roll. Now I have to make something happen that way. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different ball game than what Chris Paul is comfortable with and excels in. But vice versa, that's exactly what Russell Westbrook is good at yeah (laughs) so that's why so I don't think that I think whoever is coming down the court will get those shots but Mm -hmm. I don't I don't really think that it'll be um James Harden playing off the ball more um that's unfortunate because I I I hope it's I mean, the offense, it will still run through James Harden. Just just has it always. And I think there will be times where Russ, well, James will play off the ball, but when he's playing off the ball, it won't be so I can set up, catch, and shoot. It's going to be the same thing like Chris Paul where now it's your turn. Mm -hmm. Like, they play your turn, my turn. Like, it's your turn, bro. Like, I'm chilling on this possession. And it worked for them. They got to the Western Conference Finals, Game 7. Twice. Twice. Like Pooped down their legs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. Um, But, you know, that that scheme has a ceiling to it. And I think another thing that I'm excited to see Westbrook about – or Westbrook with the Rockets doing is uh, – the Rockets do not have a transition game at all. Absolutely not. The, their transition game is a ghost town. And 
Westbrook is one of the best transition guys we've ever seen. You know, he is a transition offense on his own. He's going to really push the flow, and he's going to push, and um, it's going to make everyone run. Capella loves to run. Um, You know, they're going to eat a lot in transition, I think, Um, and I think they're going to get a lot of easy buckets that way. Um, Harden isn't the type to run, you know, never has, never probably will. But um, I think Westbrook is definitely going to set the the tone in that setting for sure, for sure. My only hope for Harden is, fam, I just hope he just sits down and plays defense this year a little bit. Uh, Just show a little bit more effort because he can. He just doesn't. The thing with Harden, Harden is an interesting case on defense. (laughs) You mean suspect? (laughs) But have you ever seen him defend in the post? No, he's a physical body. Like when he when he gets caught on a switch, it's rare someone's gonna score on him. Rare. Yeah, because he doesn't have to do anything. It could use. And he's his, a big body. Yeah. I know. I get it. For sure. For sure. And in this game, in this day and age, where there's a lot of switching happening, mm-hmm. he does that right. He mitigates that to an extent. Obviously, as a two or you know playing on the perimeter, you want him to defend, you know, his counterparts, but he can't. He really can't. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't – he choose. I think he can. He just chooses not to. Right. You know. But I think his defense is a, is an interesting case because he's one of the best post defenders. Like, stats show, like, he's one of the best post defenders in the league, you know, against, like, centers, against, like, you know, uh, like, bulldozing guys, mm-hmm. um, which is an interesting thing. It's like, you know, that requires effort. That requires skill. That requires footwork. That requires, like – a level of intellect that I would think would be transferable to defending on the wing. That's just, just not something that he wants to do, you know, cause I think it just requires more space and, you know, I think it requires more energy. It and requires la- more energy. Exactly. Last year he was so focused on scoring that like, yeah, I, mean, I mean, he plays exactly how I play in open gym. Like yeah. my offense is my defense. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm going to get a bucket. Yeah. If you don't get a bucket, I'm coming down to get another bucket. Yeah. So that I think that's how he looks at it. With there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's how D'Antoni wants him to play. I don't think D'Antoni's any of D'Antoni's teams ever been defensive minded. It's score, 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 seven yeah, seconds or less, and we're the, trying to pick the pace up. Yeah, I think in the seven seconds or less stint, like that that era. I think the best defense they had in terms of defensive efficiency was I think they were ranked 13th or 15th, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And so going back to what you said earlier, like to be a championship team, you got to at least knock the top 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for sure. Um, which which last year, I, well, I don't think they're really playing the seven seconds or less offense, but they were really good defensively last year, which that's why it hurts so bad because yeah. as a as a ex-player – Everyone has to be on the same accord. If there's one kink in the chain, especially on the defensive, and you can make up an offense because you hear it all the time, uh, good offense be great defense any day of the week. So you can play great defense and still give up a bucket. Yeah. But when four guys are playing great defense and one guy is just like, yeah, that hurts big yeah. time. Big time. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, shout out to Will. I, I just want to throw this in there. I know you defended me really well today, but I'm sorry. I had to get these buckets off on you. I'm sorry. I had to get these buckets on you. I'm sorry. I had to take that 50 on you too. So I'm sorry, but it had to be done. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. 
I like it. I like it. But <laughs> uh, that was one of the reasons why I came down here was because he bet me fifty dollars $50 to to beat him one on one best oh, of three. Man. Was, I mean, I'm just robbing. He this lost dude. a fifty ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just robbing it. Goodness gracious, that's tough. Come on, Will. Come on, Will. He, he, I made him retire. He officially retired. Oh uh, man, I would retire too. You come in and take my money. <laughs> Yikes! But um, yeah, I I think this duo is gonna go. You know, I'm not sure what their ceiling is, um, and you know their starting five can stand up to up to you know up to anyone really. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it has to be a you know a lot of people are a lot of people are saying like oh russell has to make these make these changes and russell has to do this russell has to do that and rightfully so for sure you know he's entering a new environment where harden has his you know culture entrenched he's been there for you know eight years seven years now so um harden has to make as many changes as westbrook as well and i think that this relationship won't grow if they won't do it together and a lot and and the biggest thing is like the biggest thing why i say it will work is because they know each other they've worked together they've played together they've grown up you know in the same area you Mm -hmm. know they played in the same aau circuit like you know they know each other for sure they're friends like chris paul and harden were not friends so they never really had that incentive to say well i'm not going to say they didn't have an incentive but they didn't really have that like organic relationship you know, right. It was a it was a coworker it was, environment exactly. than it was like a friend at the workplace. Exactly. Like, I get it. I exactly. understand that. I definitely get that. Um I mean, I think their ceiling definitely could be Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, th- I agree. That's just if they make tough. it if they make it past the Western Conference Finals, I would be surprised. But yeah. I th- I'm I'm a max I'm gonna cap those guys. At the Western Conference Finals, uh, we didn't do the cap for the the Lakers or the Clippers, which we yeah. talked about. But I think either one of those. Some people think it's championship robust. I do not think it's championship robust, but I would not be surprised if they made it to the to the ship. I think finals for the Clippers. I yeah. I, I think agree. the Clippers are a more fundamentally sound team than the Lakers. And I think I think they're a more complete team. I think they're a more com- complete team. They're a deeper team. Mm-hmm. They also have assets to go get better. The Lakers only have Kuzma to go get better if they right. choose to go trade him. Which, you know, at this point, I'm not really sure if that's ideal no. because you have a lot riding on him. Yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah, because <laughs> he was the young guy that you kept. I wish they kept Lonzo. Hey, you know, that's a different story. I love Lonzo, but we're gonna um, get there. We're gonna get there. Um. Anything else on the on the on the Westbrook Harden duo? No, I like it. Uh, I like it and I don't like it at the same time. Yeah. Um, like you said, both of them are gonna definitely have to make some sacrifices. Uh, the usage rating can't be what it was. Um, but we'll see, man. They're they're elite guys, and elite guys find a way to make it happen. So yeah. uh, I'm confident that they'll that they'll make something happen. And that's just me being as super optimistic as possible for the fans. Yeah. I think they're going to win a lot of games for sure. I just think the pl- the questions that we ask right now will be will come more to fruition in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Correct. Exactly. Yes. When the game slows down, everything. Right. Um, so, now that we've touched on the new duos in the league. We still got one more. We still, we still got one more? We still got one more. We still got one more. I'm blanking. Yeah. Tell yeah. me. Tell me. 
Kyrie and KD. Kyrie and KD. Okay, Kyrie and KD. I so I didn't I what I forgot because obviously KD's, KD's hurt. KD's not playing. Right. Man, that sucks. It does. That's Bro, that's a that's a league, big. The league missing. Fire, the boy. league missing out. <laughs> the fans missing out on another prime season of Kevin Durant. It sucks. It, it sucks. It, it really hurts. makes me sad. Like that night when he tore his Achilles, I shit you not. Like I. I got teary-eyed. I'm not going to lie, bro. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, this dude is, in my opinion, we've had this discussion. I was going to bring it up later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think he's the greatest scorer I've ever seen. Greatest <laughs> scorer I've ever seen. Greatest, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, yeah. 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 I I'm, I don't, anybody that says Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer they've ever seen, I cannot argue with that yeah. because he is a really, really good scorer. But everyone hates me for this. I, I still think that Carmelo Anthony is one of, the, one, of the, one of the best scorers that anybody's ever seen oh, because God. he is just yeah. he is just crazy on all three levels. But that's just me though. That's just me. And I'm not denying any of it. Like I'm not like Melo is wonderful. Melo in his prime. Was He's just a, not efficient. He was a gunner. He was a gunner. Gunners, and that's gunner. what and that's what people are like. Well, it's per shooter percentage. Yeah, we can talk about shooter percentage, but whose bag is just. Melo's bag is deep, yeah. deep. Especially that mid-range bag. Like KD bag is not like a bag. It's literally six eleven, seven feet, one dribble, hang, hezzy, pull up. Like you can't stop that. If it's a six eleven guy shooting jumpers and he has decent lift on his jump shot, I don't care who you are in the world. If Kevin Durant gets to the elbow, he's going to get a bucket yeah. purely off of that. Yeah. You're, he's shooting in the gym by himself. Yeah. No, I yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin is a bucket. <laughs> I think I think Melo's footwork gets under. We don't talk about Melo's footwork. And that Melo's footwork is crazy. There's three guys in the league. I growing up, and I don't talk about guys that I n- didn't watch growing up because I I just I don't right. have an opinion on them. I didn't watch them. I just I don't. So right. I try to stay out of those discussions. Top five footwork of all time: Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony, Paul Pierce, uh, Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um. Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. and the fifth guy would be shit. Uh, fifth guy would be. Uh, come on, come on! You you can throw out any name at this point. Kind of want to say James Harden. For, mm, that's iffy for me. Um, if I'm going off footwork of guys that I've seen or in the league today, oh, in the league today, or it, or we can go I've seen Kyrie. like that. Was, that was cool, Kyrie. Um, I think Kyrie's footwork's decent. Uh, decent, damn. Yeah, it just is. His footwork is really nice. He's just a lot more flashy up top. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Where people, right. yeah. Um, but footwork wise, man, I'm going. <laughs> People's going to laugh at me for this. We're going Kobe, Michael, Hakeem, Shaq. Oh, we're going all time. Carmelo. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, okay. That, for me, yeah. like, those are the guys where I'm looking. And now, yeah. Joel Embiid's footwork is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. Some of the stuff that he does and the, the combos he's changed, if you're just locked on his feet, it is yeah. It's like, bro, there's no way that like you should have got any he, he's not traveling. That pivot foot is locked and he's giving you the shoulder fakes, the the step through. 
it's and he's seven el- two, bro. <laughs> it's dumb, yeah. and he's got a euro at seven yeah. two. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember two seasons ago he threw that out there. I was like, what? The Man, hell? and now he's got the euro with the sweep yeah. with the the hands with, out yep. like Harden. Yeah, at seven. That man, something different. He's crazy. <laughs> That's different. He's crazy. Um, so yeah, yeah, if we're we doing got, all we, time, we got off, we got off track with that one. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're doing all time, Kobe, Paul Pierce, Hakeem, mm-hmm. um, Melo, and Jordan. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I I think a lot of people think because Shaq was so dominant that his footwork. Oh, was no, absolutely good. Not. His he had nice feet. He had nice feet. He had nice feet. And then he would just knock you over. So he really didn't need to use it. But when he <laughs> when he needed to use it, bro, his his feet were nice. Bro. I don't think his passing gets enough. And we don't talk about his passing enough. But that's a whole. I yeah, could, that, I could talk about passing. Yeah, all day. for sure. Um, for sure. But Katie, Katie Kyrie, Katie Kyrie, let's go. Katie Kyrie. What do you think? Um, I hate it. Damn! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I don't see how uh, I this is. <laughs> I do not see how this is going to work. Out of all the duos, like you can kind of cherry pick. Like eh, with Katie and Kyrie, bro, I just I don't see it because the biggest reason why is I think they're both betas with Damn. with alpha skills. Damn. Okay, I never thought of that. Expand, <laughs> expand please, please. Um, like their their minds, their mindsets, like is two nonchalant killers both killers but it's like yeah i could kill you i could not kill you doesn't matter to me i'm a hooper yeah where everybody else i'm fucking killing you like i'm I'm going to kill you and kd like yeah like one of the we've been arguing the last eight nine years kd lebron kd lebron yeah and man i just think like their mindsets are just like they you can tell those guys just love basketball and they just want to play basketball yeah. and anything that comes with it like they accept and enjoy yeah but i don't really think it's like a maniacal like, yeah like Kobe, i'm just about like, to fucking kill yeah, you when yeah, i see you they're like yeah. cool like Kobe, Kobe <laughs> like i'm hooping <laughs> i'm hooping dog you can't stop me i'm hooping but like yeah they win i think like and it really stuck out to me when KD said, oh, I won. And then after I won, I was just like, well, that's it? Yeah. And it like, to me, I was just like, damn, like that didn't make you more hungry to get another one? It was yeah. just like, that's it? Like, I know anytime I ever won anything or lost, like it made me hungrier. Win or lose, it made me hungrier. When KD, when I heard KD say, dang, like, well, that was, that's it? That's all? Like, okay, well, I guess I got to suit up and go try to do it again. Like, yeah. To me, I was just like, damn, like, you are a killer, but that's your mindset? That, that That's why I said both alpha, elite talent, both alpha talent, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, but their mindset, when the, when the goings get tough in the clutch, they are, and it's crazy because they are, they have elite talent, but it's, if I make it, cool. Yeah. If I don't, cool. Yeah. Like, I'm KD. I'm Kyrie. It's yeah. whatever. I'm gonna be fine tomorrow. I don't think it really, really bugs them. Um, I was watching the or listening to the Ebro podcast or show and Hot KD 97. on Hot ninety seven yeah, yeah, yeah. with Kevin Durant on there, <clears throat> or was it? It was either that one and they said when you lost three one to the Warriors was that one of your your worst losses? And he said no. I said 
bro, what? <laughs> That's crazy. The, wow, he's. I, I didn't he, watch the interview. So yeah, he like go watch that interview. He said, no. He goes, um, they were the best team. They were seven three and nine. Uh, 73 and 10 or whatever or 73 and 9 and yeah. like we weren't expected to come win we were up 3-1 like we lost it but, like they were just a better team and I was like that's a ex- crazy excuse that's, me that's crazy bro and then he said which I understand like the the game where they uh, when they played against the Heat they lost yeah. like that one weighed on him like his first shift he lost uh, and then a couple Western Conference finals or or uh western semis or something like that that he brought up both like above that and i'm like bro that's insane to me you were up 3-1 and you shit away a whole series and that's not one of your top five losses beta mindset <laughs> like like wow i was blown away wow i never thought of it that way I never thought of it that way because I always saw them as – but now that I think of it, it's really <clears> – because they are so just like – they don't give a fuck. They don't, and you're absolutely right. Just the way they talk, the way they talk about the game, just the way they carry themselves. Like Kyrie is just this well, guy – Kevin don't brush his hair. Come on. No. Uh, <laughs> yo, those jokes will never stop. Well, they will never, never stop. But – um. I just think the biggest thing with them, it's like they don't give, they just don't give a fuck, and you you can tell with Kyrie, cause like sometimes I feel like as much as Kyrie hangs out with Kobe, like Kyrie just doesn't have that dog in him, you know? Like I've never seen him like just be like, I've seen him be angry, but I and I've but I've never it, you I think you really said it best. It was just like, you know, I could beat you, but I don't have to, but I know I can. You know, it was just like, but Kobe on the other hand, or someone else, you know, he'd be like, "I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not even gonna. There, I'm not even gonna talk about it. I'm just gonna do it." There's no other option. I'm killing you, and absolutely. that's the only option. Yes, I'm going to flood you with buckets, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And I think KD does that to a certain extent. But it has. But he has to be triggered to do it. Yes. Like yes. some, there's something that has to trigger him but. to do it. I think KD walks into a game and says i can get 28 this night right. just walking into the game that right. that's how good he is yeah but if he wants to if he wants to it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have had uh people questioning him in the first round and then patrick beverly uh, yes shouldn't have had people questioning him and then he said i'm kevin durant and then he showed he was kevin durant it shouldn't have took all that yeah it should have just been like I'm Kevin Durant from yeah. every time I step on the court. Yeah, that playoff run, as short as it was, that was insane. That was unreal. Yeah. Wait, I mean, he was averaging 34 a game. Yeah. Yeah. But the, it, it was after that. After that. After that. After, yeah. yeah so it. Sometimes I feel like Kyrie and KD, and, you know, it's funny that they're both on the same team, but it's like. They don't give a fuck until they have to. Yes. You yes. know? They just they yes. just don't. And it's like um cuz they're that And, I, and I'm not say, and, and and it's and it's not saying that they don't give a fuck in those specific moments because they do. Right. They really do. But it's not as much as they should do. They should in the moments that really matter the most. Right. You know? And that's 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 kind of like the I don't know. I don't know we if we've ever seen in even just 
not even talking basketball, just like esoterically as people in general, Kyrie and Katie are very open and very vulnerable people. They Mm -hmm. talk about how they feel exactly in the moment, and they're not afraid of saying the wrong thing or anything like that, which I appreciate, which is great. 100%. And that's why I would love – I love Kevin Durant. Like yeah. I like him, Paul George, Carmelo is like LeBron's who I really studied and tried to like take bits and pieces from their game and make into Lavion West. I would really love to sit down and just hang out with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I really because I think they would be the dopest people oh, on the planet sure. Earth. They're super super nice at basketball, but I just it's just something about their mindset and like their demeanor where it's just like, damn, bro. Like even even with Steph, like Steph looks like he wants to kill you every time. Steph, in person, when you when you when you like think of like the alpha beta thing, it's like he has an alpha game, but he has a beta personality. You know, he has an alpha personality. Yeah, it's he is and it's crazy. Very alpha, and it's like what? <laughs> like it does, yeah. Like because you would think all elite guys would have that. Like I'm trying to kill you. Yeah. Like, and with Katie and Kyrie. And that's the only reason I don't think I I don't think it has anything really to do with their games. I just think it's like when it comes time to actually give a fuck, it's who is going to give the most fucks. Right. Sometimes, Still hoopers though. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, you're hating Katie and Kyrie. They no, can both hoop, even though Kyrie's not better than Damian Lillard. But that's another that's another story. I'm throwing that out for Timothy. <laughs> That's another story, though. I, I'm rolling with Dame. I actually agree with that. I'm rolling with Dame over I Kyrie. I'm rolling with Steph over Kyrie. And, yeah, oh, for, that's and I And I'm rolling probably with, with Russ over Kyrie. That's but, no. But That's no. That's a no to no. some people, but that's a no. That's a no. I just no, think, no, 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 I think, no, no, no. I just think that's crazy. That's crazy. That one's a that one's a fifty fifty. But like we've Bro, seen, how, we've seen. How are you gonna say that? One, Kyrie's a better shooter. Westbrook is, I think, maybe a better passer. Westbrook's a better yeah, passer. They both passer, can defend for re, shit. Passer, rebounder. Russ can defend at an elite level. Kyrie would, could never get to it even if he thought but about he it. But he doesn't guard at an elite level. He though. doesn't not all the time. No, he doesn't. But that's what we're talking about. What we talked about You're earlier. You're talking about ceilings. Yeah. What we talked about earlier is, like, well, they just don't play defense because. Yeah. yeah. But we've seen Russ in the West with nobodies. Well, what, who, what some people thought were nobodies. And we've seen Kyrie with a young team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And we saw the the output. or right. You know what I'm saying? We, we saw the, the the ending of that. And that's why you would have to say Russ because it's supposed to be Russ, Kyrie. We, anybody would say that Celtics team was better than Russ's team when he had Oladipo and those guys. Yeah. And still went further. Like that, those are the, well, they lost in the first round, but still, like, it wasn't in question that Russ, that who, they were questioning if it was Jason Tatum's team or if it was Kyrie's team yeah. early in the season. Yeah. That'll never happen to Russ. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, but that comes back to that beta mentality. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just think it's much easier to fit a team around Kyrie than Westbrook because of his, Ability to shoot. I think shooting shooting, kind of cures all. When you're bringing players together, let, think of a better trio than Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and, 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 and Kevin Durant. I don't think we're – and, and I, look, I know we're being tangential right now, but 
Why did that group work? You're absolutely correct. Because <laughs> a motherfucker can shoot. Because <laughs> <laughs> the game is predicated on shooting. Absolutely. In the sprawl, we're in the sprawl it, ball era. It's yeah. predicated on shooting. Yes, yes, I get it. I, I have a question for you, and then we, we don't have to touch on this for too long, but mm. I, I, do you think that is the greatest assembly of t- talent we've ever seen? Because I think so. It would have to be. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, or uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. It would, it would Andre Iguodala on that team too. Like it, it would have to be. Yeah. Right. I I don't. Yeah, it, it, it's tough because I don't know. <clears throat> We've seen a lot of good basketball teams. Um, we can say that the Bulls, the seventy-two and ten Bulls, yeah, was a really good basketball team, but. I don't know. That's a tr- that's so that's so tough. But we say that because of uh, that's what three top twenty players. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's nuts. And people sleep on Draymond. Draymond's so nice in Maybe that system. In that system. In that, in that system. In that in that system. In Draymond's that system. so nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that I mean that's all the credit to Draymond because there's some guys that couldn't go do what Draymond's doing in that system no, and have not. the same players that he has. So that's definitely a credit to Draymond. No knock on Dre. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, I I would have to. I I gotta give him the nod. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I gotta have to. So back to Kyrie, KD. Mm-hmm. We have to touch on how it works offensively and how it, they work basketball wise because I know we talked about esoterically. Like, how, how are they going to play? Do you think it's going to be um, – and, you know, the Nets are really good at building a system, building a foundation, having their young guys incorporated into that system and playing along, you know, an egalitarian style of, 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 of play. Like, Kenny Atkinson's really good at that because he's used to develop um, back with the Atlanta Hawks. Right. So, you know, is he – going to be able to get KD is he going to be able to get uh, KD and Kyrie to buy into a system or is it going to be my turn your turn uh, I think that's the biggest thing that a, a, a bit of both I don't know if uh, that, the, that New York Post New York Times yeah. uh, thing when KD was talking um, he said a couple interesting things or maybe it was another another interview but one of the things was like um the system works great, but it comes a point in time where you need more ISO ball. Yeah. That lets me know right there, like, you're probably in one of the greatest systems with some of the greatest players that is going to be a little bit of my turn, your turn. For sure. Just, just off of that. Um, That's just I mean, the nature of basketball. Got, exactly. And with those two guys who can probably score at will on anybody, Kyrie to waste a lot of energy scoring, but he yeah. can score. KD wastes little to no energy, yeah. and that is why he there scores are, 50. There are games I've seen him drop, like, 30-plus points. And ain't sweat. No, not a drop. <laughs> not a not a drop. Nah, didn't even lick his lips yet. No, nah, <laughs> I didn't see him grab a towel. Nothing. Nothing, just, bro. Nothing at all. Ain't even huffing a puffer. Didn't put his hands on his knees. It's nothing, too bro. damn easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, in that aspect, I think they, I think they can work uh, – that's me being super optimistic. And this is also coming with the caveat that, like, Kevin Durant, you know, 
to the powers beyond. I don't. I hope he gets right, man. Ninety percent. Yeah. He won't play plus. this year. He won't no, he's not, year. and he shouldn't play this year. People are saying he, sh- you know, maybe might come back towards the end of the year. Yeah, Absolutely not. No, he's don't do that. Don't risk year. it. Yeah, like go get right. Um, it, it's just. Um, I the reason why I think they work and the reason why that team is going to be really good is because you're adding. I think I think with Kyrie, this squad right here is. I think they're going to make the playoffs for sure. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they will. Without KD right now. Without with- KD right now, they have Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Jared Allen. They have DeAndre Jordan, which was an odd signing, but he's friends with them, sure. Um, and Kyrie. And you have Joe Harris. Joe Harris is really nice. The league's really sleep. Nice. He, that sleeper, dude is sleeper, nice. Sure. I think that team is going to go. Fifth seed. You know, I could see that as a ceiling. Fifth seed. As a ceiling for sure. And then you're maybe, adding maybe this. Maybe a four seed. I can't see them getting out of the first round. Mm. Unless they're unless they're the four seed. Unless they get home court. Yeah. Because Brooklyn going to be crazy. Yeah. With Kyrie yeah. in the building yeah. at home. Yeah. That's if they're nuts. a four seed and they can get home court advantage, I think that they can definitely. If they can start off at home and get up early in the series, yeah. the first series, I think that they can make it to, to the second round. But I don't. I w- what? The Bucks, they're not going to beat in a, in a seven-game series with that squad. Uh, the Sixers, no. The Sixers, no. The team that everyone sleeps on, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, yeah. the team I want to watch, yeah. uh, Indiana Pacers. <laughs> they were they nice. <laughs> they were, I was going to add them to my list, they are but I nice. wasn't sure. I they wasn't are, sure. They're, they're nice. They're nice they're as nice. hell. Uh, so, yeah, and we're going to we're gonna talk about that later, but uh, – yeah, and I, I see them falling in, into the fourth. Uh, and it's going to be t- between them and Toronto, fourth, fifth seed. Yeah. Uh, people probably sleep on the, on the uh, on Miami, too. Well, you can't count Jimmy Miami, out. Miami's Jimmy's a weird tough. team, man. Jimmy's tough. Jimmy's, Jimmy's tough. Those, he's a little too tough. That, that four, <laughs> <laughs> that four, five, and six seed, Miami, uh, Toronto, and – and uh, the Nets, that's going to be. Yeah. Mm, and then. Maybe the Pistons. I don't know. Maybe the Pistons and the Celtics. But I. That Celtics I think you're sleeping on the Celtics. Uh, I think Gordon I'm, I think Gordon gets right. I'm I definitely think he comes sleeping back. on the Celtics. Yeah. I think they're going to see a lot of internal growth with Tatum and Brown. But. Um, yeah. Bro, the reason. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. The reason that I'm sleeping on the Celtics is because Team USA. All Celtics. That was players. really discouraging. All Celtics players. That was really discouraging. Three of their starters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was sad. That, you know Al Horford. I mean, that's why I'm sleeping on the Celtics. Because of, of losing Al Horford? Losing Al Horford and, and you had Jason Tatum, Kimber Walker, Jalen Brown. Marcus on, Smart, too. Marcus Smart. Yeah. All on Team USA. Yeah. All took L. Yeah. All on the court, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all it, all played minutes. Like it wasn't <laughs> all played minutes. They they existed in that time. Yeah, like, like they they all played uh, <laughs> valuable minutes in the, uh, FIBA. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's why I'm sleep on the man. Like you you're losing to these teams that are not sh- strapped nba players like they yeah. have some solid overseas players and they have like one or two NBA cherry picking guys, yeah. nba guys that aren't elite nba guys yeah and these are granted our second tier third tier whatever you want to call them yeah. nba guys you just that that is legit a team and you're being coached by yeah. pop I, 
That's why I'm sleeping on Celtics. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think I think Kemba's really good, obviously, and I think I think Boston's gonna. I think Brad Stevens is gonna be able to get the most out of Kemba. Yeah, Brad does that. Brad does, Brad does that. that. Brad did it with it. Brad did it with Kyrie. Brad's gonna do it with Kemba. He's gonna have fun with Kemba. You think Kemba he did it with Kyrie? I don't, not I as much. Him, not I as much. Him and Kyrie you can feel bumped. the tension. Yeah, you can feel yeah, the tension for sure. for sure. But he definitely tried. I don't think it really worked. Because um, he was favoring his boy Gordon, but yeah. now he can definitely favor Gordon. And yeah. Without anybody saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, because Terry Rozier's on record, like, saying, like, there he felt that there were some guys that were playing that shouldn't have really been playing. And they gave Terry, some... Zoe, Ter- Terry Rozier, they gave him 54. <laughs> they, they, Scary Terry. They gave him a lot. They gave him the reins. They gave Kirk him. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Oh, man. But you, I mean, in the, N- in the NBA, they're they throwing out the bag. I, we can just throw out the bag to people. Then that's, I guess that's what we're going to do. Oh, man. Um, that's funny. But and, he's a good, and he's a good basketball player. I just don't he know is. if he can he be the PG-1. A, yeah, he's not a PG-1. <laughs> you know? But um, – yeah, they they yeah. I guess we can tar- we can start talking in, uh, talking about um, the most interesting teams that we have. Let's go Eastern Conference first. Okay, well, I I gotta pull up, pull it all. Yeah, up, let me pull but, up my list. Um, <laughs> I mean, right off the top of my head, everybody knows that I am a Trey Young fan. Oof. Rayford, Rayford, Trey Young. Um, so definitely Atlanta Hawks. I'm gonna be watching them. I think they the last two years, bro, they've been slept on in the draft. They had two really, really good drafts. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. Whew, that's I like it. I like where it's going. And then you got Herter, he can shoot the shit out of the ball. Collins is underrated. Um they're just young and young guys in this league get their ass waxed. Yeah. And uh, they will be getting a lot of that. Um, the Indiana Pacers. I love Oladipo. I loved him when he was with Magic. I loved him when he was with OKC. I don't think that uh, Billy Donovan used him enough uh, or the right way when he was in OKC. Mm-hmm. And people were like, ah, Oladipo. I mean, he was battling injuries as well. He's been injury prone. Um, but I liked his game. Like, he's he's gritty. Um, they definitely would have beat the Cavs if LeBron didn't go 10, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I um, forgot about that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, and then I think my my final team in the East, and we're just gonna do three. <sighs> Philly. Philly, yeah, okay. Philly. Philly's and, on my list as well. And the and the reason why is they have what it takes. And the, there's no LeBron, there's no Kawhi. You were an inch away. You did lose Jimmy, but you got you got Joel Embiid, who, bro, he's an emo, emotional roller coaster. Um, and yes. then you got Ben Simmons, who looks like he put, put in work. I'm not saying he's gonna be Steph out there, but he gonna be. I mean, he made a three, and they looked gonna, like they were winning the playoff game. Bro, like they, it was nuts. But um, yeah, so I, I de- those are my three teams that I would roll with in the East that I'll be watching um, pretty close. Uh, yeah, I like that list. Though, I I think Philly has the best chance, and then maybe the Bucks. I I see Toronto falling way off. I 
am not a believer in Pascal Siakam Damn, being the number ouch. one Ooh. number one option. Um, I like Pascal. I don't like him as a number one option, but I like him a lot. Well, I mean, we all like him when we all like the number two guy until he's the number one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Damn. you look really good with. But what makes when, you think that he doesn't add to his game that makes him solidified gotta, as a number one? I gotta and see you got to see it. Yeah, I got to see, see it first. You got to see um, it first. And that's just me. Like, yeah. We're we're in the we're in the land or the times of like potential. We draft everybody off potential. Like that's why we see more busts now than we did before because we're going super off potential. I'm a what have you done for me lately type of person, which Pascal was really good on catch and shooting short closeouts and he's attacking the short closeout. And he's a defensive savant. And he is, and he can run the floor really yeah. well, but like in the half court we didn't give the ball to Pascal and say, hey, go one-on-one, go make a move, go make a play for somebody else, yeah. which is what Kawhi did. And you take Kawhi out of the picture, Lowry's not going to be that go-to scorer. He's never been that go-to scorer, so who's going to take that range? It's got to be Pascal, and I didn't see any of that from Pascal. Yeah. That is why I'm sleep on Toronto. Obviously, you guys know why I'm sleep on the Celtics because of the Team USA thing. Um, the Bucks, Giannis needs a jump shot. Uh, a big time jump shot. I've never seen a guy so so dominant and forceful just pretty much shit the bed because he couldn't shoot a ten footer. I think he's our modern day Shaq. That's tough. People say that I, because <sighs> really inside the rim, like or inside the rim, inside <laughs> inside. He was in there. He was inside he that was inside. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, inside three feet. I don't think there's ever been anyone as good as Shaq since, you know, or since Shaq, I should say, now that we have Giannis. It's, he he can just do that. He can ju- he just has that most dominant force in him. Not the... Are you n- being prisoner of the moment right now? N- okay, and I knew you were going to say that. But it's like, there are very few guys that can do what Giannis does. What does Giannis do? Giannis is an elite finisher. Okay. And a creator out of nothing, as long as you have space around him. If right. he's the only non-shooter on the floor, which the Bucks absolutely do everything in their power to make sure that's possible because that's the only way really it works. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anyone hammer away buckets at the rim the way since Shaq. I, I can agree with that. And I think we just look at it differently. Like the general public looks at it differently when you say Shaq because Shaq was – he started on the block and he finished Shaq on the block. Shaq was big. Shaq was you like this strong behemoth Superman-looking guy, you know, right. and, and he, he started on the block, yeah. Right. And with Giannis, he's not starting on the block, and you add some guard skills to that fin- that elite finishing ability. I can see where people would say that. But it gets tough when now we're not going to guard you. And yeah. you, granted, you give Giannis a run and start coming downhill, you're pretty much toast. But, yeah. shit, the Raptors did it and walled him up and was physical with them. He's not the greatest free throw shooter. Nope. Um, you can tell that he was frustrated as hell. Yeah. You can tell because he was like, damn, I got to shoot now. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, I mean, and a 40-year-old locked him up in FIBA. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> We were talking. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that Greek team, that that Greece team didn't use him right. It was weird. They, they Well, didn't. they didn't have shooters, to your point. Yeah, they didn't. So. They didn't. And he started at center, which, you know. Um, I think um, – so here are my three interesting teams. In the East. In the East. In the, in the East. Um, 
Philly. Mm-hmm. Now, hear me out on Philly. I think Philly's going to have one of the most historic defenses we've ever seen. <laughs> You're high. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. And here's why. Who's, you your, s- who's your dealer? You have- <laughs> <laughs> Man. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you disagree because here's the thing. You got a 6'10 point guard, Ben Simmons, who is on the fringes, if not will be their all-NBA defense. Ben Simmons? Ben Ben Simmons. Okay. You've never okay. seen Ben Simmons defend? No. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Are you serious? I watch a lot of basketball, and I've, I've never was like, damn, Ben's out there sitting down and guarding somebody. So one of the – and it's funny that you say sitting down because one of the things that LSU was like he had weak hips, so he wouldn't be able to bring his hips down to defend, and he just couldn't get in a stance and rotate at all. So now when he gets to the NBA, all of a sudden he's doing these things, and I'm just like, what the hell? Right, right. And it just comes – and. I figured it was because oh I'm at LSU like what the fuck like I'm he not didn't getting... go to class did you see yeah, the, did he, you see the documentary yeah like, yeah yeah he did not <laughs> like, give a it was fuck. it was definitely because he was at LSU yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when he gets to the 76ers I'm just like damn like he has all this and he's a great shot blocker um, he does a lot of things really well yeah. like a lot of things really well um, oh, we're and he's not gonna, he's not correct. defensively okay, okay. defense. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You got Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson is a dog. You know, Under, underrated. You know, underrated. You know how good he's, Josh a, he's an underrated player. Jo- I, I, for sure, Josh Richardson is, is super underrated. I think he is overrated in the aspect of like we're gonna plug him in as a shooter because he's very streaky. But at the same time, like yes. defensively, he can get it done. I think sure. he's a more streaky shooter than most people think. Um, I think he's great off the ball for sure. He could still do what he needs to do. They're not going to get the off-ball movement that they got with like J.J. Re- Redick. J.J. Right. Redick, with his movement, is an offense on its own. Underrated. Like, he, and I hate Duke, but J.J. Redick is <laughs> is he's, he's nice. The 76ers will miss. They traded offense for defense. And here's what they're going to miss the most. That two-man game with Ben Simmons and J.J. Redick mm-hmm. and J.J. Redick with Joel Embiid. They're going to miss that a lot because at some points, that was the foundation of their offense. Yes. That yes. was really the only way they can score. Because who really can shoot on their team? Yeah. Josh, like Josh Josh yeah, is like, what, 38%? Their... But he's not, he's, not, he's not a guy that's just going to— 38% gonna... on like three threes a game. Yeah. Yeah, like four, three, three or four threes. A yeah, thing. exactly. And they got Al Horford, which another guy Al who can, a great shooter. who can shoot it great, but low attempts. He makes one point seven out of two point three yeah. or some shit like that. It, it, it was it was something where like yeah, you're JJ made like three a game. Like, yeah, that's Josh and Al yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying. So like that. Exactly. So it's 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 gonna be interesting. That's why I had them on my on my watch list as well. But going back to the defense point. Josh Richardson, obviously, he will guard your point guard. He will guard your two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can, he can, he can, he can um, uh, move up and guard some threes too. You know, yeah. if your name isn't LeBron or Kawhi or you know Giannis or something like that, like for sure, he can do that. Um, you have Al Horford, who is a, in my opinion, a defensive savant. I've never seen anyone communicate the way that he does on the back line, like. There are very few guys that can do what he does at that age too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can. He had he had a couple stints where he stopped Giannis. We're talking about a six ten like you know center power yeah, forward, moving, like, moving big his feet, guy, moving his feet, big for sure. guy. Um, and now he's going to be playing power forward mostly in backup center. Um, 
he's he's a great defender, obviously, and obviously we know about Joel Embiid. Joel right. Embiid is a, per, a perennial defensive player of the year if he really wanted to be. You know, I think he does. I think he got. I think he, he does. He, I think this year he, he said it. He was like, "Yo, bit. yeah." I, I just think, and with their rookie Tybal, you know, coming off that bench, the six eight wing, you know, they're scary defensively, and 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 it's not even about their skill sets; it's about their length. Right. You go from six ten to six. Five six six. You go to Tobias. I didn't even touch on Tobias. Yeah, he didn't. Tobias isn't the best defender. Tobias isn't even. I'm gonna say a great defender. Tobias is a neutral defender. He's right. not. He's not really plus. He's not even negative. He's going. He's, he's not gonna, gonna take shots. away from you. He's gonna, he's gonna contest, contest shots. shots. He's gonna play sound defense. Think of Wilson Chandler yes. and how he plays defense. Just yeah. sound, solid defense. That you know, right. you know, he's not gonna do anything special. He's not gonna get in passing lanes or anything like that. So when you surround that, I honestly think that. With all that size, you're just not going to be able to get away with it. You're just not. It is going to be very overwhelming. I think you might have convinced me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. That's. I think teams are going to come out. That was a a really good breakdown. Teams are going to come out every night thinking, like, damn, we just played the 76ers. We're going to be sore as hell. Yeah. Yeah. They are big. They are long. Most of them are physical. Um, And being big with them isn't doesn't mean that they're slow no 100 no, percent accurate they're fast as hell 100 accurate yeah yeah okay you convinced me i'm yeah. convinced okay i wow i think so i really do don't be surprised if they got the best defense in the league but if not if if, if it but and, and i say that also like historically great historically i'm saying historically great defense Look, I already gave you a okay on the defense. You can yeah, yeah, me a yeah. little bit. No, I'm cool. not going that's to cool. That's fine. On. But I, I, I will go there going because to I... with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not. Um, but another team that I'm really interested in the East is uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. team on your list. The Atlanta oh, Hawks oh, are really, Rayford. really nice. Uh, um, I'm interested to see how uh, you know Trey Young develops. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a given. Um, you know, he, he, he's a, he, you know, smooth. He's, he's very smooth with it. I think he's going to lead the league in assists this year. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I love Trey and I, he's one of the best passers in the league. I think, he, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he has enough tools to do that. And it's going to be interesting. Enough people around him. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I can see that. I can see that. I think that he will one day, obviously, do it. Yeah, I think yeah. so because he has that. He has. I've never seen the most underrated passer in the league. Yeah, Trae Young. yeah, he's one hundred percent. I'm not even gonna say underrated. He's one of the best passers in the league already. Yeah, and already. But but people coming in, come. The his knock was all he can do is shoot, and he's not the greatest passer. Yeah, and he's small. Like yeah, and I was like, not the greatest passer. He was leading the. NCAA and assistant had nobodies. These yeah. guys barely yeah. could catch the basketball. Yeah, and none of them could really shoot. And he was playing a such tight defense or tight offense. Like when he got to the NBA, the game just completely opened up to him. That's, that's why what, you guys see a lot that's of. That's why it took him a second yeah. to like he had that get bad up to month. speed because yeah. he's like, fuck, bro, what? I have this much space. I don't even know what to yeah. do with this space. Do yeah. I shoot it? And you could tell like it was like quick. Like I don't know yeah. what people. When yeah. you get to college from the NBA, the biggest thing that point guards take 
you know, the most time to realize is like, okay, this passing lane that I had in college isn't going to be there. And it's probably going to get cut off like two seconds earlier than I expected to mm-hmm. when it gets to the NBA. So I got to make decisions much quicker. So it took him like two months to just kind of get that. And once he right. got it, it was cold. Yeah. Um, I think his shooting's going to come around. I think Kevin Hurd is really nice. I think he's going to figure it out. Shooter. Um, yeah, he's a shooter. I think he has more off-the-dribble bounce that we exp- um, than we think. I think he's going to kind of show it off this year because they're going to need him to. DeAndre Hunter, the rookie. <sighs> I um, I think he's going to be great defensively, uh, good defensively. Um, offensively, I'm not really sure exactly what um, to make of him because he's going to be this low usage kind of shooter that they're going to have to keep in the corner. He's going to average about 12. You, okay. 10 to 12. I can see that. Yeah, like I saw him at Virginia Tech and I was like, okay, he, he can he's, he's a disruptive defensive player mm-hmm. that has an offensive game in the making. I'm not sure exactly what his offensive ceiling is. You know, he could be a 3 and D guy that could, you know, uh, get to the rim. Off of, off of closeouts. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure exactly what he, what to make of him. Um, so I'll, I'll have to see exactly what, you know, how he fits in. He might start. Uh, I'm a big Cam Reddish guy. Like, I'm a big Cam Reddish guy. Big he got to show me something. I think Cam... Cam, I worry about Cam I like Cam, Cam but he got to show me something. I worry about Cam a lot because he can't finish at the rim. He shot 42% at the rim. That's weak. That's like, trash. That's really bad. That's really, really bad. And I know he could shoot. He could shoot lights out. He, you He's know. also inconsistent out there, too. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when you're playing with Zion and RJ, who yeah. RJ was just pulling that mug. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I got a lot of questions about RJ. But yeah, I think one thing that we both didn't say when it comes to the Hawks, Trey Young's finishing abilities. Yes. How much how much contact is he going to be able to absorb? How much how much is he going to be able to get to the free throw line line a lot? Because without him, he is really like their only offensive engine. You know him and John Collins. I think John Collins is going to take another step. Mm-hmm. I think he's a he's a guy that he's nice. Like he yeah. he he he's a twenty and ten guy in the making. Um, Trey and finishes really well for how little he is, and people just don't they don't <clears> like <throat> we we can probably pull up numbers. Yeah. Um, but Trey's a better finisher than people think he is. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, how how, do, how else would he got to the 20 he, points? Because it was not like he was really clipping that thing. No, <laughs> like, he no. was, like, you know what I'm saying? No, so. he only shot 35%. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, I think John Collins is going to take another step. I think Cam is going to come off the bench and kind of, you know, show us some things. Not much. You know, I don't know how much how many minutes he's going to play because, you know, you got Vince Carter playing too. Um, damn. But, um Man. Yeah, Vince. Um, Chandler <laughs> Parsons is on that team, you know. I had Chandler Parsons, man. Um, but, some... you know, it's going to just be a fun league pass team. Like, I'm not going to say they're, they're going to be great. I'm not going to say they're going to be good. They're just going to be fun. Um, and it's just going to be another developmental year for them, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess another team. Wait, before you go there, Trey Young shot – 56% zero to three feet. Okay. That's Damn. crazy. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That, that's crazy. And he shot what, on threes, 35%? Uh, 32. 32, okay, yeah. on a high yeah. number of attempts. Yeah. On tough attempts, too. Yeah, real tough. So, um, Sheesh. I think he just needs to get stronger, mm-hmm. um, and those attempts will, will get easier for him. Um, the next team that I'm most interested to see in – um in the east um 
it's the uh the um I'm drawing a blank. Why am I drawing a blank? Um the Celtics. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's weird. I know. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, hear me out. I'm listening. Hear me out. That's what I'm here for. I think Jalen Brown is going to take a step. I think Jason Tatum is going to take a step. I think they're going to, we're going to see a lot of internal growth. I think the FIBA setting was very awkward for them, even though they should have ate anyways. Like they Thank should, you. They should have. Like I, 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 I'm not excusing them for that. Absolutely not. But I was just confused by it. I think getting back um, – I think Gordon Hayward is going to make a step forward. I think uh, he should start at the four. You got Jason Tatum at the three. You got Jalen at the two. I think Jalen is going to – Jalen's got to come off the bench, personal opinion. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he needs the shots. That's the only thing that gets him really going. Yeah. I think Jalen – yeah, you're right. You give Jalen the ball in his hands, he kind of feeds off of that for sure. Um, They just need him to be a plus shooter. They need him to be consistent. They need Jason Tatum to shoot more threes. I think Jason Tatum settles too much for long twos. Yeah. You know, he settles for and, – and, and I'm of the party that, like, there are some t- long twos that come in the flow of the offense. And, look, I that love – That are decent shots. That are decent shots. You take it in the flow of the offense. You have to. The offense, just you, you just feel it. And you know when you feel it, it's the right shot to take. You take it. But there's a lot of shots where he just settles. You know, he just settles. Well, this they is, were going my turn, your turn, because they were everybody was like, "Well, last year we was all eating Kyrie. Yeah. Now you're doing your thing. Well, yeah. now I gotta get mine because I might not see the pill again. Yeah. Yeah. Led to bad shot after bad shot after bad yeah. shot. Yeah, and I think Kemba's the culture setter. That's you know he's gonna be able to come in and say like, "Hey, I'm gonna eat. You're gonna eat. We're all gonna eat." I don't think Kyrie was that guy. I don't think Kyrie could get through to everyone the way Kemba's gonna be able to get through. And how Al Horford isn't there anymore but i think i think kemba is that kind of presence i think i think it's just going to be a different less toxic environment for everyone um you know it'll be interesting and i think jalen brown is one of the most interesting players in the league to watch because he's extension eligible so um you know he you know if they figure out an extension soon or maybe down the line after the year ends he there's going to be a lot riding on him for this year i think he's out of there Okay, in restricted free agency. Okay, maybe, maybe, damn, maybe, um, maybe just too many hands to feed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was Terry Rozier's biggest, like, and Jalen saw Terry go get that contract. I think Jalen, out of all of the ones, because he is kind of the should be in the running for six man. In my opinion, he has that talent, but out of all the ones, he's still on the outer circle when it comes to, like, who's going to get the minutes, who's going to get the touches, who's going to get yeah. the shots in their spots. Yeah. I think he is – they look at him as not a one or two option, but, like, a three or four option. I agree. I so agree. So, I, I think – and he thinks in his mind that he can be and is better than that, which he shows flashes of that, but not consistent enough to them to say, okay, like – if you're hot, we're going to get you the ball. Yeah. But it's not going to be like, hey, we're going to start the game off going to Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. But which, if I was Brad Steven, St- Stevens, that's what I would do to keep him mentally in the game. Yeah. And focus like, hey, the first few ones, go, go, go. Yeah. But I don't think that they do that enough, which I don't <clears> – <throat> you – you shouldn't have to though. At the at the end of the day, like you have Kimbo, you had Kyrie, you had yeah. all these other guys. Like, we'll see, we'll see. 
Yeah, I think Jason um, Tatum, you know, I, I read something about him about, you know, cutting out the long twos in his game and, you know, not completely. I think he should take those shots if it's open and it comes in the flow of the offense, like I said. But take more threes and get to the rim more. I think it's going to help him a lot more. Um, and uh, I think the reason why they're most interesting is because with Gordon – Gordon, they didn't get much out of him last year, even though he started to kind of figure it out and get a groove. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this year he's going to be back and he's going to be back with a vengeance because this is the first year under his belt that he's going to have a summer where he's going to be able to work on his game. Um, like, Gordon Hayward's really nice. Like, yeah. he's nice as hell. Um, and his cancer, I don't think he should start on that team because with four hands to feed in that first in that, in that that first unit, that starting unit, Ennis Cantor doesn't really make sense as someone that – you know, you need to kind of throw it in the low block, and, you know, he needs to eat too. I think him being the second-unit fulcrum, offensive fulcrum, would make a lot more sense and start someone like a rim runner like uh, um, like Robinson. Mm -hmm. I think he would make a lot a lot more sense um, in his place. Just have someone like a low-usage center who's going to run the rim, play defense, kind of do what he needs to do, um, and feed off of everyone else and have Marcus come off the bench. But I think Jalen might come off the bench, you know, because Marcus was starting last year and that worked right. out well for them. But, you know, they're just an interesting team. They're moving parts. They're another team that um, the reason why I – say they're interesting is because they have assets still to make a trade yeah. mid-season they yeah. have someone they could tr make a trade you love those assets for trades you just don't want to keep teams how they are you're yeah. just all about the trades i mean <laughs> I, that's kind of like my whole I, I guess that's why i want to be an agent so bad i don't know but right. you know that's just kind of like my uh i look at i look at i look at short-term and long-term repercussions of everything so mm -hmm. um who knows maybe they're a bradley beal candidate Bradley Beal, no. No. I mean, I just don't know. And, and the time of, and I know I've said this about four or five times during this podcast episode, uh, but in the time of analytics, like in the usage rating and we're in the pick and roll ages, with him and Kimba would be just like him and John Wall. Yeah. Who's going to get the pick and roll first? Who's going to get to it first? Yeah. Or, so... I don't but know. Beal, I, I Beal think it's time for Bill to get his own team. He's never going to win a championship unless he goes to one of these perennial teams. But I think it's time for us to really see what he's about by just letting him have his own team, which we'll see this year because he doesn't have John. Yeah, it's going to be rough this year. This It's going to be a really sad Washington Wizards team to watch. And they're going to – you know, it's a nice little story with, like, Isaiah Thomas. You know, who knows? Maybe he pops. I don't know. But – it's, it's not going to be pretty. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> Facts. Uh, for sure. Facts. Um, you know, Bradley Beal, you know, I guess we could talk about Bradley Beal destinations for, for a little bit, but, like, the Miami Heat, the Denver Nuggets, you know. like. Oh, when we get to the West. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that might yeah. be interesting, you know. I, I The reason why I didn't have the Bucks as the most interesting team was because I know who the Bucks are. Um, I'm not happy about them losing Brogdon over at um, all. I'm not. I'm not. Because That's why I don't think the Bucks know who the Bucks are. Yeah, the Bucks are. <laughs> the Bucks are gonna feel it. The Bucks are gonna feel Brogdon's absence because Brogdon. Look, he missed time last year. They were able to, you know, um, 
Bro ben, shot 50, 40, 90. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> 50, 40, 90 on what, 16 per game? Yeah, something like that. Efficient as hell. He, he's, a, he's a secondary creator. He could come off the dribble. He's strong as hell. He's a good defender. He could guard one, twos. And sometimes, sometimes Depending threes, on the three. Depending on the three, he but can do it. We're playing small ball, definitely. Absolutely. He's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. You know, he was like the perfect complement to Giannis and Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the biggest thing was he could create and shoot. And and they're gonna miss that because you know it puts a lot more on Giannis, puts a lot more on Chris. Um, like, who are you gonna roll out? No offense to Wesley Matthews, I love Wesley. You know, I forgot Wesley was over there. Wesley Matthews got picked up by them. Yeah, Kyle Corver got Kyle Corver got picked up by them. Sterling we sticking Brown, we're sticking him in the corners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sterling Brown from last year started over Brogdon when he got hurt. How is that gonna work out? Is yeah. he gonna continue to start? I'm not sure about this team. I'm not. I think they've reached their ceiling in terms of like how they can improve, and that's why they're not really that interested. So you got Philly, you got Philly out the east. Huh? I got Philly I out the east. Yeah. I got Philly yeah. out the east. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Western Conference. But Giannis is just that good. Like no one on the. Uh, Giannis is. Like, yes, he is really. He is really good. He is really good. He is really good. I I think we just. We are prisoners of the moment with Giannis. Um, we are. I've, I've, I think. I think we all are. I know. I like. I'm. I'm just as well as much as a prisoner of the moment of anybody because I. I. He's nice, but with a lack of jump shooting, yeah. and we know that the league is predicated on jump shooting. Yeah. There's gonna be a time where Giannis can't get all the way to the. Rim. I think he's gonna shoot more this year. I hope he shoots more. This I think year. he's gonna shoot more this that year. That is the answer. He's not, he's not gonna shoot, uh, you know, league average. Maybe, possibly. I'm not sure. I don't think. You and, know, and this is why that I hate, dude works his ass off. And this so. is why I hate analytics so much, in the sense where everyone's like, "Oh, the mid range is gone. It's a bad shot." Yeah. Giannis just needs a mid range. He doesn't need a three. Yeah. So if you're running, <laughs> like he doesn't. If you're need running a three. pick and roll, let's say him and Chris Middleton are run running pick and roll. Sure, you'd want him to stretch out to three. Sure, fine. You get that extra point, fine. But, like, if he just became, like, an elite mid-range jumper that's off of screens. Kawhi. Or even off of, like. Paul George. It, Kevin Durant. You, you just can't. You <laughs> like, can't stop him because he's, he's, like, a legit. And he has one of those crazy releases where it's, like, really high up in the yeah. air. Like, really. Like, there's some, some seven-footers that kind of shoot it down low. No, he's, like, high, high. Like, yeah. you're not touching that thing. No. Absolutely not. So if he does take a little while to like wind up, like so be it. Yeah. His sh- that's the biggest thing with the shot is slow. Yeah, and I'm, I I figure like hey, I feel the same way when I'm getting to the rack. Personally, like if I can get to the rack, then there's really no need for me to shoot a jumper. Giannis is the same way. You know who else is the same way? Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan is like I mid-range can get to- God though. He's yeah. a mid range, but he can get to the rim. A lot at will, at close, will. close to at close will. to close at, at will. will. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't. And I guess you could kind of throw in his mid range too. But it's just like if I'm good at mid range, and look, the stats show that he's not. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's not. He's not great. Like he's not great at. He's not a great mid range shooter. Like, it's just not, <laughs> sorry, I'm not. Like I'm sorry, tomorrow. Like it's just not. I'm sorry, but keep shooting that bitch tomorrow. <laughs> but that's why he said like, yo, I'm just not gonna really kind of like. He just doesn't choose to, even though he works on it. But you know, right. yeah. But West. 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 Go right ahead. Okay, I guess I'll take it off. Um, 
my my three interesting teams that I would like to see out of the West. Uh, Sacramento Kings. Wow. Bro, De'Aaron Fox is a monster. He is. They just got uh, Deban Donabalmanch. Uh, whoever, whoever the Bogdanovich, one of, oh, one of them, Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, yeah, whoever. That dude is so <laughs> nice. Everyone sleeps on him. That's what I'm saying. He's so nice. Um, that dude is so nice. Marvin Bagley, and they were they were right there last year. Yeah. They were right there. So another year together with those guys. Mm, I I I like them a lot. I I like them. Um, this is where it get really interesting because we're only talking about three teams. Just, hey, just who I just who hey, I want to watch. If you want to add more, you can. Okay, just, it's okay. Just, just who I want to watch though. It's all right. Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. I think they have a decent young. I I love Ja Morant, and everyone ja Morant. and everyone hates Ja. ja. Like oh God, Ja, he just did this because it, no, Ja's the real deal, and you you guys will soon find out. You can tell uh, he has so much fun playing the game. He loves basketball. Dude, that dude is a – you can just tell, like – He loves he's basketball. He's out on the court. He's just having so much fun. And when he's having fun, it's just like he just gets in this crazy, wicked in the zone. zone. In zone. It's a weird zone. It's like, bro, like, chill a little bit yeah. on us, dog. Yeah. But, yeah, so Memphis. Uh, now, this – I'm probably going to have to do more. But Utah Jazz, they made some – Jazz. They made some serious – Moves. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. They are gonna finish with the best record in the season. I think. You regular think season. so? I th- uh, do not be surprised if they finish with the best regular season. I can't record. see it, but I think I think Conley's gonna. Yeah, that's gonna be good for Donovan Mitchell Here's to be why. off the ball. They've been top three defense these last two years, last three years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will win you a lot of games outright. Period. Yeah. They add Mike Conley. You have a growing Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You have. Bogdan Bogdan, or excuse me, Boyan Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. two different ones. Yeah. Um, you got Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. and you got Joe Ingles. Jingles, my man. Jingles. That dude is really nice. <laughs> Jingles is really nice. You saw him in FIBA killing. Kill. That <laughs> dude crazy. is so nice. I. Going they gay. they are one of the most fundamentally sound offensive teams that you you know you. you it's rare you ever see a, see a team that just fits and, that well. And Donovan enough gonna, shooting, enough creation, yes. enough defense. And Donovan is going to flourish being off the ball. Yes, I think he's going to eat off of Mike Conley. Yes, and yeah. that's exactly what he needed. I think that was stunning his growth a little bit. Yeah, I think they put a lot on his on his because everyone's not a, coming into the league. Oh, he's just going to be oh three Wade right away, or he's yeah. going to be Wade right away. Yeah. Or I meant to say two thousand six Wade right. right away. That's absolutely not the case. He may reach that point, and I hope I, I hope I'm very hopeful of it. If because, he does, he'll be the fourth best shooting guard. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, I think he's going to get a lot of looks. He, you know, last year wasn't as an, an efficient year for him. I think they're just going to eat. Yeah. I think they're going to be a top top um top 10 off top 10 offense and they're going to be a top 3 defense. I can see that. And that right there will win them a ton of games. Mhm. True. Yeah. And they are they really are slept on defensively. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what and that's a, deep. that's a, that's deep. a story for they're another deep. day. That's a, they are deep. That's a story for another day about the defensive like Rudy Gobert thing. I don't really think that Big should win defensive player of the years. That's just Interesting. Okay. But that's a story for for another day. Yeah. Um Portland Trailblazers. They had the quietest offseason, but that thing is nice. Okay. That thing is nice. Uh 
Explain because I'm there on my team. Rodney Hood is nice. I'm 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 forever. I have residence on Rodney Hood Island, <laughs> so I, I, I bought property. You know, like I'm gonna stay there for a long time because you're one of the few people I've met that will actually say Rodney Hood is a good basketball player. Rodney, <laughs> thank you. So Rodney, thank you. Rodney Hood is nice in that system. Yeah. Right. They let they kind of let him freelance and do whatever. Take his shots where in his spots. Cool. Yeah. They they might get Nurkic back. People sleep. He was filthy. Then we're adding. He was probably their second best player last year. Yeah, and then we're adding Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, <laughs> that's big. Yeah, that's big. So yeah. now we got a guy that can rebound, block shots, and if we get in trouble, can just throw it to the rim and he can go dunk it. Yeah, and Nurkic's a really good passer. So, in a perfect world, we have Nurkic on the high post, running. You can run pistol action on the wing with Dame and CJ coming off of a screen, a ball screen, or a handoff from Nurkic, and you can have uh, Hassan on the back. <sighs> you think they're going to play together? God. Has, uh, Hassan and Nurkic? Yes. I don't think so. I don't think that happens. At all? I don't think that happens. Man, it's got to. It's got to. I, don't think, I think they got Hassan only for the reason that – Nurkic will miss a lot of time, and he will be able to eat those minutes up. And the reason why Whiteside is a good fit for them is offensively, sure, he's going to go get those buckets. He's going to go get some rim, uh, you know, the, the, the alley-oops and all that. Um, I think defensively, um, like, Stotts is known to play a drop scheme. Like, mm-hmm. they just play a very conservative ba- uh, uh, defensive scheme. And Whiteside is going to be able to fit right in. Whiteside is it? I think his reputation as a defender is very overrated because he you know he likes to block shots we and then just leave the side. offensive rebound uh leave the offensive glass just completely and that's why open. him and Nurkic gotta play together because Dame and CJ not stand in front of nobody yeah so they gonna get beat Hassan gonna beat that shit and Nurk's gotta clean up the back too side. slow who's gonna uh, guard a four who who's gonna you know, guard a four between Nurkic and Hassan they're gonna I don't know they can figure it out somebody's it's always gonna be a mismatch but they got Zach Collins Zach is nice too Zach is nice Zach is nice I'm mad they got Wendell Myers. Yeah, because that, ugh, yeah, yeah. But I, I like I like Portland. I think they're gonna. They make, got Kent Kent Bazemore. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna make some a decent wave. They just can't. They just gotta stop getting swept. So they so people can leave me alone. I think the biggest thing. I think I think what they did this offseason was trade defense and their combo forwards you know they had alpha rukuminu yeah. and mo harkless yeah. two defensive you know combo forwards who would switch assignments when needed mm-hmm. um they got rid of those and traded in for rodney hood and camp Bazemore. Three, three point shooting three point shooting more playmaking juice and i think they rodney tr- was on the team at the end of the season though yeah he was yeah he yeah, was yeah. um and they re-signed him but um, you know, do they fall off defensively? How is that going to look? You know, do um, I think what I think they that's wanted why they the most? Got Hassan, exactly. Yeah, for rim protection, because that's what you need. If we're going to make guys shoot threes, we they they could not give buckets at the rim. They and got Paul Gasol too. Yeah, which I mean, well, we'll see how much he brings. But yeah, um, I I think what they did was when CJ and Dame get trapped. Who can we kick it to? And Nurkic last year was great. He averaged almost four assists per game. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was making reads off that dribble, uh, uh, off that pick and roll when you know Dame or CJ would get trapped, mm-hmm. and he would make the right read every time. Um, can um, 
can I think what they did was they traded in that and they got um um you know Kent can who can create a little bit off the dribble Rodney who can create a little bit off the dribble mm-hmm. um they just wanted more offensive firepower um and Agreed. figured maybe they can make up on defense on the other end right. or uh in other places I should say which is going to fare well in the regular season but in the playoffs in the playoffs it's going to it's going to be a little because rougher because let's let's say they run into the Lakers who the f- who the fuck is going to guard LeBron? Well, no, no one. No one in the league is really guarding LeBron. No, no. Besides the, the question Clippers. is who's going to slow him, try yeah. to slow him, attempt <laughs> yeah. to slow him. You know down. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's that. I mean, that's just a given on any. That's any team in the NBA. That's the, that's why hey, the Nuggets hey. got Jeremy Grant. I mean, good luck with that. But, hey, I mean, I like that Jeremy was my Grant. That was my fourth team. I had to put another team Go in there. Right and the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Uh, they, bro, they, they are so slept on. Yeah. Um. I'm not ready to say that they're gonna go over the top, yeah. but MPJ looks nice. Yeah. Uh, Joker is the real deal. Best passing big man I've ever seen. Man, Murray is nice, and they are. When we talk about, if there is ever a thing that is too deep, <laughs> they I think they ran into that. They were so deep to yeah. where. The coach was going off like who's in rhythm, but yeah. nobody plays enough or a, a good span to get in rhythm because yeah. they're so deep. Yeah. And I think that's what hurt them. Yeah. And I think a coach could find a rotation and stick to it. But granted, some people did get injured and it was up and down, but they're going to be – yes. They're going to be a problem. Yes. For yeah. sure they're going to be a problem. That's my four. Um, that was – I, I like that one a lot. Um. Jamal Jamal Murray has to pop. Yeah. I think Jamal Murray has to take another step as a playmaker for sure. Um, they don't have anyone except for Jokic who could just go just go get me a bucket. I need a bucket, go get a bucket. MPJ. MPJ will turn into that guy. I hope. I swear. MPJ. I really hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. It's his year coming off of back surgery. Like, I don't know if he's going to be that guy right away. I know that's his ceiling, and I would love for him to see him do that. But, like, that's a lot on him. Oh, 100%. That's a lot on him. But that that's the guy that's going to do it. Yeah. And don't forget they got a little bowl bowl action. They got bowl bowl. <laughs> they got Will the Thrill, Will Barton. I mean, he's nice. He's got his, like, herky-jerky game. I've never seen anyone play. Like, he has such a herky-jerky game. It's so weird. weird. I don't like Will Barton's game at all. Because he's just, like, <laughs> OC, like, like a man who Ginobili OC yeah. but so controlled. It's like yeah. out of control, but it's not out yeah. of control. It's like, bro, what are it's you like, doing? It's you like, don't. Okay, good. You know, good, you good. Know, I get. You know who I have a tough time watching, and I don't think he's in the league anymore. And I kind of thank God he's not in the league anymore. Corey Brewer. <laughs> like, I, yeah, dude, he's just doing you're, too I much. Your Houston guy too. That's probably why, because he was wilding when he was with. He y'all. was just doing some <laughs> shit. I was just like, damn, dude. Like, all right. <laughs> He did have like fifty in one game when he was with the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. crazy. <laughs> that was nuts. I crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody like Corey Brewer get fifty on him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, someone sitting. Oh, someone, no, someone gotta someone eat sitting. that. Eat all fifty of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> Dude, dude's supposed to be a defensive specialist. Yo, we don't talk 50. about that enough, man. Oh, shit. Hit you for 50. Imagine defensive. waking up the next day. Damn, like, damn, bro, Corey hit me night. for 50. Corey hit me for 50. 50 man. of them. He can't come to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, man. That's cold. 
That's fucked. All right, who's your who's your three? Who's all your right. three? All right, all right, all right, all right. So, um, so number one, I got the Jazz. Okay. I got the Jazz, um, because I guess they're not really like interesting. I just think that they're just gonna be a really fun team to watch every night in and night out. We're gonna know what we're watching. Um, I'm just really interested to see. Um, how Donovan Mitchell develops. Like, this is the year that he needs to take another step. And I'm not saying, like, oh, it needs to be, like, a Dwayne Wade kind of step. No. It needs to be a step where, like, okay. Because, look, they added uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. They added Mike Conley. And Mike Conley and, the, you know, him, like, they're great in their own rights and the roles that they play, you know. Like, Mike Conley is a great floor general. He could hit the three when he needs to get the pass. Like he, underrated he, finisher. He's underrated finisher. Like he can get his. Boyan can get his. But they don't have anyone that could just like go out and go get a bucket for them. And Donovan is that guy that needs to be that for them. And that's why I'm going to be so interested to watch uh, see them so closely. Is because like does he take that step to be that efficient bona fide scorer that he needs to be, whether on and off the ball. Um, because he's gonna, they're looking to make a title run right now with this team. This isn't like a playoff contending team. No, this is a title contender. I think, in my opinion, right. um, and for them to, for, to do officially do that, he has to take that step. So I'll be really interested to see them do that. The next team, um, uh, the Mavs. Ill. Um, I'm. Ill. I know the You're on the, the train. The. The the all white Yakubian uh, starting five, the the. <laughs> Imagine if they traded for if that if that trade with the Heat and Goran Dragic went through, Tough. they would have been like the trash. All all, <laughs> all Aryan starting five like trash. like. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think Luca and uh, Luca and and Porzingis is just gonna be a joy to watch night in and night out like. I think it's going to be a lot. It's going to be really fun. Um, I think Porzingis, he's completely rebuilt his body. Um, you know, I hope so. He looks shit. strong as shit. Like, he looks strong. He looks built. He looks lean. Uh, Doncic um, is crafty as hell still. I'm sure he's probably added a ton to his game. Like, they're just going to be really fun. I don't think I, – I, I'm not really sure if they're going to make the playoffs. I think they might, actually. I think they will. Um, I think they're going to be one of those really close um, uh, playoffs. Yeah, eight seed, <laughs> maybe, eight, eight maybe and a half seven, seed. You know, um, eight and a half. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just going to be really fun. Like that Don that Dontich Porzingis pick and roll is going to be lethal because I think um, you know I saw Porzingis shooting threes off the dribble. Like he's you know he's doing some pretty. They not, don't call him a unicorn for nothing. Yeah, I yeah. I like Porzingis. I like what he brings to the table. I'm just his body, man. He's been in the league for this is what his fourth he year. Did. Yeah, and he breaks he, down a lot. He has not. So that's like my biggest, yeah. like asterisk mark is like barring injuries. Like he has to stay healthy. He's got to do whatever he can to stay healthy. So I don't know if that does mean shoot more jumpers or whatever the case may be. The guy just gotta gotta stay healthy. I agree. I agree. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, 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 and my last team is the. Don't uh, say it. Go ahead. Clippers. Okay. All right. What? I thought you were gonna say uh, the Pelicans. 
Well, that was after. Okay. Yeah, because I, I have a fourth, too. I want to oh. finish off with the Pelicans. <laughs> okay. So. The All Clippers, right. we've talked about the Clippers. The Clippers are going to be really fun to watch. I just, I'm just interested to see who they close out with, you know? Like, Zubac is probably going to, I don't think Zubac is going to, I think he'll actually, he is going to start. I think he's going to start. Um, and Harold, um, Trez is going to come off the bench. Um, but Trez is probably going to be finishing in that starting five with Lou Will, PG, Kwai, and Pat Bev, you know. <sighs> That just sounds. That sounds, that just so sounds crazy. crazy. So crazy. <laughs> and you know, um, I, I I think they are going to be the team to watch night in and night out. Um, Quick question: Do you up? think that they will set a league record for most single point quarters defensively? So, like, I think they're going to be a lot of quarters where teams will not score double digits. <laughs> I think Kawhi and PG – Especially gonna, in the third and the fourth quarter. I think there are going to be moments where Kawhi and PG look at each other and just be like, okay, this quarter we're just going to – These niggas are not scoring. They're just <laughs> – it's locked down. And, we, and, and we're going to include Pat Bev in that, in that, yeah. in that deal too because, like, they're just going to look at each other and be like, no, it's locked down. They're not like, scoring it's, 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 it's time to – They're not allowed to dribble. They can't. No, absolutely right. not. Like, I think we're going to see games where – we're going to be looking at the score, and they're going to score it. The opposing team is going to score 89 yeah. points, and we're going to be like, what is going on? Like, they cannot get a shot off. They cannot get a, a clean shot it's off. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be bad when they all just, like, put on their Imagine tent. if they're switching everything, and, like, you know, LeBron gets Pet Best switched on them. Okay, fine, cool. Whatever. We're riding with it. <laughs> all right, another switch, PG. PG on you. Oh, shit. Another switch, quiet, man. Fuck this shit, man. You know what like, I'm saying? Like that's that's tough. Cr- that's tough. And then also, when and they I'm- all come into the game with Tim's on and <laughs> black Air black Force Air Forces. Ones. <laughs> All black Air Force Ones. Kawhi uh, can't. Kawhi can't wear the Air Force. Dude, this dude Pat with, Bev is so crazy. He was on the beach with the working Tim's out on. with in Tim's on. I was in worried. I was like, you might turn a, in a beanie. You might tear something. I'm. I'm like. Did you see the? Did you on Twitter? Did you see uh, Lamella was on the beach and then Pat? He was like, "Yo, you gotta get the Tim's on." So Lamella, bro, you gotta put Tim's on it if you really want to work on the beach. What? Man, don't buy on no Tim's, bro. (laughs) Get out of here. I know damn well Melo got no Tim's. No. uh, Yeah, and I, I think lastly, what I'm interested to see is. Who takes on the best assignment initially? Is it Kawhi or PG? PG. Probably PG, right? PG. He definitely takes it on first, and Kawhi closes it out. Yeah, And yeah. that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, no, that I guess it w- that will probably actually go game to game because who do you want to close out the game offensively? <sighs> yeah. You're right. You can't have both right. of them. You're you know right. what I'm saying? So. You're right. I mean, I, I, that's definitely a quarter-to-quarter thing. If PG's hot, like, we're going to save him on defense and we're yeah. going to let Kawhi lock up. Yeah. But if Kawhi's hot, we're going to save him for on offense and let PG just go crazy on defense. Yeah. So it's that's going to be – such a luxury to even have that option. Right, just – you know what? That's <laughs> like, crazy. Oh, I don't really feel like playing defense now. I didn't score five straight myself. Hey. Uh, you you got him. Um, yeah, and with them – I think I I think I said what I needed to say. The Pelicans are my next interesting team, and here's why: they're deep as hell. They have a lot of 
I'm not even gonna say good. Not even gonna say great. Nothing. It, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting guys. Good Ingram, word. Good word choice. Ingram is interesting. Josh Hart. Interesting. Lonzo. Intriguing. All of these guys are intriguing. Zion is. Man, like. Zion is. Um, is. Uh, I, I'm. Sp- you know, I, you really Spit can't put into words exactly how different he is. I've never seen anyone like finish at the rim or get as many shots as he probably will at the rim. But it comes in such a different way. It's almost very Giannis like. It's like he'll start it from the perimeter, but he's going to finish at the rim and he's going to finish with like just an insane amount of ferocity. But first and foremost, with Zion, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed, he's a brilliant passer. He's a brilliant passer. Like, he makes the ride right read every time. And that is one skill that I think fans are going to be taken away from. Or uh, fans are going to be able to see. Uh, and they didn't see it uh, at Duke or in, in any other setting because he just didn't have to. He didn't have to. He wasn't asked to do it. So when he gets to the NBA, he's going to be asked to pass. Um, and I've seen it. He makes the right read every time, whether it's in transition, whether it's in pick and roll, which we haven't seen much, but whether it's him as a screener coming off that screen and, you know, all right, ball handler gets trapped. Short roll. Short roll, boom. You know, whatever you need to make. He makes that right read. Um, And he just plays with a lot of enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Like, he plays with, like, fun like it's 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 like john ja like ja. it's it's, yeah. it's yeah. just like he just loves he just wants to be out there he's gonna do whatever it takes i don't think he's the type of guy that's like oh i gotta get my numbers and you know that's it no he's, right. um what i'm interested to see is like if 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 ingram pops you know if um how like their whole rotation i haven't even talked about drew holiday but like drew is going to make his transit his transition to the nba so much easier zion's, zion's. Z- oh my gosh Derek you Favors. mean zo zo too oh zo too zo too i think zo too more more so than drew is going to make zion transition that easy i'm not sold on zion i think Damn. he's going to okay. he's going to definitely run into the he can't shoot for sure. the Giannis he thing he he can't shoot and we yeah. all know that like yeah. that's not a and he doesn't he puts the ball on the floor well but he doesn't do it often like if you look at all of his games it's all of his a lot of his buckets were offensive rebounds or assisted on yeah like got a lob or they would come down the lane dump it to him and he would dunk that's cool and all but like that's not a we don't look at a go-to guy as a guy that's the beneficiary of all of those like that's how he got the majority of his buck his offensive rebounds putbacks and things like that like him cutting i don't know everyone went crazy about the 12 for 13 in the preseason game first of all it's preseason no one really cares about preseason yeah but i mean i think the guy made three offensive moves like where he dribbles more than once. Yeah. In college, uh, one of his biggest games, he made like two offensive moves where he dribbled more than once. And he's dumb predictable. I guarantee you next, go watch any Zion highlight. If he dribbles one time with his right hand, he's going back to his left every single time on the next dribble, whether yeah. it's behind the back or he's spinning. I mean, that's the scouting report. 
we're going to close short. We're going to make him shoot. If he's going to try to go, we're going to wall up. The same thing that they did to, to Giannis, I think Zion is a definitely an elite finisher. He's super athletic. And his second bounce, which is whew, filthy, like his – as soon as he touches the ground, he's back up, which is crazy. And as some guys is down, they got to reload up. It's like as he feels his toes touch the ground, and he's feel like he's just jumping off his big toes, just yeah. whoo, back up there quick. Like he's he has a lot, a lot of potential. I'm just, I'm just not sold yet. Like it's it's the NBA, and we're talking about a guy that I agree he can pass well, he can rebound well, but I just don't see him as a here Zion take the ball, go score. In a league where it's now, take the ball, go score. We give Zion space. Sure, he's good for one, maybe two dribbles, but I don't think in one or two dribbles at six six, he's going up against LeBron at one or two dribbles. LeBron can meet him at the rim. I think you're underrating his handle. I'm I'm just going off of what I've seen. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. might have better handles than that, but um, UCF when he charged, he did charge. Spun, they didn't call it, and then attack taco fall. Like that was when you're when you're in the moment, you go to what you know. Yeah. And it's either I'm dribbling one time hard right. Anytime it goes right, it's one dribble and go back and watch any Zion. Then you can text me, call me, whatever. It's one dribble and he's going behind his back or spin or across. Literally one dribble with his right. He never takes more than one dribble going yeah. right. And unless he's in transition, which you didn't speak on that. He's a monster in transition. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, that's where I really hope the guy is great. I want him to be great. I want everybody that is in a professional sport to be great. I'm not knocking Zion. He's yeah. a young man. Like, I want him to be great. But as of right now, as it stands, like, that's my criticism. Or that's my – not criticism. That's my critique because he can always get better. Yeah. And oh, he will. Sure. And he right. will he get will. better. He, he's, he's, he's that type of kid for sure. Um, I'm gonna go back and watch that. I'm gonna go check that out. Yeah, please and do. I'm gonna get back to you. Um, you know they brought in Derek Favors. I think you know Zion and Zell are gonna have a crazy connection. I think Hart, that's gonna be so fun to watch. It's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. What do you think of Zell's shot? His new shot. His his. Uh, he doesn't have that hitch anymore. Um, his release looks a little higher. It's much more smooth. Uh, only time will tell. It, it's tough. Like, like I was saying with with the Zion piece, and every athlete knows this. It's like, yeah, you can work on something so much, but when you get in that moment, you go to what's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think he's had enough time with it to get used to it. So in those really tough, tough moments, will he have the mental capacity to say like, this is still what I'm what I'm doing, what I, where I want to be at, or will he revert back to his old ways, which nine times out of ten, a lot of us, especially younger guys, we revert back to our old bad habits. Like, for me, when I was younger, like, I would do a certain thing going left, and yeah. I was like, I, I got to get up my head, got to get up my head, but, like, in the heat of the moment, when you get that fight-or-flight feeling, like, you're like, oh, shit, oh, damn, I did it again yeah. type of thing. So it, it's just going to take time. I think he'll be all right, though. Yeah. I agree. Um, those are my teams. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Man, I think I think we we did a good job. We were thorough as hell. Yeah, this one this one's a long one. Sorry, world. Uh, but we do we do appreciate the whole listen. 
Um, thank you for for coming over. We had some we had some delicious wine. I had some some crown apple <laughs> uh, as well. Until um, it got destroyed. <laughs> man, until the kiddo knocked it over. But shout out to Riz. Yeah, he was. I appreciate your patience too, man. It was oh fun. no, absolutely, man. He's fun. a sweetheart. Um, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time to to record with me, man. Taking the time to just hang, you know, it's nice catching up with you for sure. We gotta do this more often. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, man, I I just appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank you, boss. Thank you. And uh, with that, that's the Intel Podcast. Signing out. Peace. Go ahead, Go ahead,